you know, Brooklyn is a weird place because it's it's New York City and it's the five boroughs, but um, at least around the Barclays Center, it can kind of close down kind of early. And um, night one of 2013, I kind of got this uh, surprise that I didn't see coming. Um, oh yeah, uh, I after the show, I met up with my former boss, who then became my landlord starting that night. And now we're moving out of that place, so that, like, it all kind of ties together. And he actually asked me that night, he's like, hey, do you know, you know, anybody that wants to stay here? I'm like, yeah, actually, me, you know, get me the hell out of where I was living. Um, so we were at a bar, it was me, him, and a couple other people. Uh, we were there until, like, I don't know, 1 o'clock, which pretty standard, I yeah. would say. You know, I mean, around... The concert ends at like 11 o'clock. Exactly. So that's, so, that's really actually not that long. No, not at all. So, but here's the thing. I We leave and I go back to the garage that I was parked in. This is like a Barclays Center garage. Okay. I think. It was like a couple blocks away. It was, it was a really good walking distance. So we go back to the garage. Garage gate is down. It is closed. And I'm like... Pounding on the gates, kind of like Dustin Hoffman in The Graduate, like, <laughs> ah, open these gates, and and nothing, nobody, and it's closed. So You, you just got to ring the bell. There was no bell. We didn't have oh, a bell. Oh, no. Uh, you got to check if it's 24 hours, man. So here's the thing. Uh, that night in Brooklyn, since I was going to both shows, I was actually staying at a buddy's house and uh, who lived in Brooklyn, so I had like five percent battery on my phone because the whole night we were just going through Pearl Jam stat tracker and checking out what you know shows that we've been to because I was showing somebody how to use it and we were I was going through her shows and we were you know playing with all things so I my battery just got sucked dry and I was on like four or five percent so I I I finally hail a cab and I don't I've never been in my friend's house I don't know Brooklyn that well so I go and I get in the cab and literally say, okay, we're going to West 30, 39th uh, uh, at the corner of uh, Elvin Street. I just made that up. There's no such thing <laughs> as Elvin Street. Um, and literally after I said that, my my battery died. And I, would, I wouldn't have had, I didn't remember his number. I didn't have any, you know unless I was able to get on Facebook and message him somehow or something like that. Like I, I had nothing. I had no, no idea where he lived. So it was just like this weird, you know, my phone just holding on it. It's, it's just like, you know, as sad as it is, but like when you have a family member that's like holding off until you get there to say goodbye, that's kind of how that was, but a lot less depressing. That's <laughs> more unfortunate. I pro so I got, I get, I get to the, I get to the place and I'm just kind of standing outside and uh like five minutes later his roommate comes by and i'm like oh thank fucking god because i had no <laughs> i had no i didn't know what his room number was or anything like that so we got really lucky and uh and then his friend and his roommate did a bunch of coke and um and i fell asleep on the couch oh wow i did no coke <laughs> i hope not yeah i didn't do it that took a strange turn there randy that did but you wanted the whole story right i i, I I, I thought I did. I thought I did too, but now I don't know. Well, <laughs> it's been told, it's been recorded, and live from Nat's apartment, it's Tuesday late afternoon. Play the intro. Okay. <laughs>
Good morning. And hello, Brooklyn. You're listening to Live on Four Legs, the live Pearl Jam podcast experience featuring... This is Stone Gossip. Fucking camera in the truck. everybody and welcome back. This is episode number seven that you're listening to of Live on Four Legs, the live Pearl Jam Experience podcast. It's number seven already? Seven. Lucky number oh, seven. Goodness. If I can name it after if I can name my child after it, I would. No, you gotta go with soda. But if soda's no, seven was the one that was taken. No, but soda, it's refreshing. It's, it's bubbly. Everybody <laughs> loves soda. Everybody loves soda. But we've <laughs> we've we've decided on seven. Yeah. This is this is it. This is number seven. And <laughs> it's a lucky show because it's one of my favorite of all time. And we're here with a special guest. It's yes. Chris Buckley. Gentlemen, how are we? We're doing good. Famous from Facebook. And Even is- though we've been talking the whole time <laughs> before this. Well, I wanted to make it sound like we're you know, we, just we just we just got in touch right now. Like this is the first thing you've just gotten set up. No, we didn't just eat a whole no. pizza together. No, we definitely didn't. You didn't. You didn't come in while we were recording another nope. show. Nope. No, didn't happened. happen. Didn't happen. Uh, it is a pleasure to be here, guys. And, Thank you so much for having me. And I'm so glad that you live so close to Matt that we can actually That's do right. this. And uh, ten minutes. For those of you that Perfect. don't know, Buckley and I have been to every same. Well, Buckley has been to every single show that I've been to. Right. Except for that right. one in uh, the park, whatever. <laughs> Global Citizens yeah. in 2015. Boo. Yeah, that one doesn't really count for much. <laughs> that one does not count. Um, so we have a lot of the same experiences, and this is great that we have them on for today because it's it's one of our – both of our favorite shows of all time. It's, it's really a special show. I think uh, it's pretty generic – general point but just listening back to uh brooklyn night to the bootleg over the last two days it actually did take me two full days to listen oh, to the wow. whole thing to get okay. through it uh which i guess just made me appreciate it even more because i was taking more time to soak it all in but my point being uh it really made me and i was kind of saying this to you before understand you know i always when i everyone's always well what are your favorite shows of all time you know you go to shows you're always talking to people about yeah, what your what your list is where have you been how many right. you've been to so uh, after the two Fenway shows, I've now been to 13. Those were numbers 12 and 13 up in Boston. Um, this Brooklyn show, I always say, is at least in my top three. And I feel like as time has gone on, maybe that the show has kind of made its way down the list a little bit. Ooh, but, listen, but, but, but my point being, listening back to this bootleg has made me re- realize and remember how I felt in the moment. Yes. It, it's number one. It, I, it is absolutely number one. Um, 
I, I mean, I could rant and rave about this bootleg, the show, which I mean, I guess is what we're, what we're here for that's in a way. That's kind of the purpose. Uh, sure. It sounds, it sounds like you're understanding the whole point of the podcast to re, re, right, re, right. listen, re <laughs> exactly. experience and, and then come back yes. and tell us why. So I am the perfect guest to have on, I guess. So, uh, but for anyone listening, if you have not listened to this bootleg, and again, you'll hear some, some samples of songs and everything, uh, throughout the episode, uh, do yourself a favor and go get it. Absolutely. Message people, figure it out, you know, ask us. I mean, I could send it to you even. Uh, Randy has it now. I just gave it to him. Or no, I, I, I gave him I night one. Him sorry, excuse yeah, me. Yeah, I gave yeah, him yeah, night yeah. one. How did uh, they not have sorry, this Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, That's but anyway, right. definitely do yourself a favor and give it a listen. I mean, Ed is top notch. Uh, the band sounds tight. We're going to go through the whole set and, um, you know, I'll explain why I like everything as, you know, Will, Matt and Randy, but. Uh, the set list I itself. like it because it's Pearl Jam. <laughs> I like Pearl Jam. I also like Pearl Jam. Um, Guys, we have it's stuff great. in common. It yeah. really, uh, it's so simple to just make, you know, to say it the way I'm saying it, but it truly is one of, in my I, from all the boots and all the set lists I've seen, has to be one of the best Pearl Jam shows of all time. To me, it's up to there, me. It's sure. up there. I, yeah. do, I don't think you're oversimplifying it. I think it simply is a great show. And I know everyone's taste is different, you know, like right. there, there's no perfect set list. Everyone has a different opinion. It's like anything else in life. Every Pearl Jam show is different. Therefore, everyone will have a different opinion, etc. Anyone that I, I've ever spoken to about this show, it's a unanimous, it's an incredible show. Which is funny because we've got more response on the Memphis show from last week, right? Uh, you know, just people writing in and telling us their stories sure. instead of this show because all people could say was, wow, what a show. Yeah. And really, that's what we're going to be saying a lot of the time. We're going to be telling yes. the story yeah. of the show. And that's what, yeah, that's just, kind of what I was saying. Like, I don't want to make it sound so repetitive and oversimplified. Right. And that I'm just saying how good it is, how good it is, how good it is. It really is when you go and listen to it, which is, again, to my point, go listen to it if you haven't. Yes. It just hammers that point home. Agreed. That's what I'm saying. Fully so. agree with you. And uh, we'll get into it in a second. But at f- but first, Matthew, would you like to talk about Patreon? Oh, surely. Live on Four Legs wants to bring you guys the best listening experience. We also want to bring you guys fun stuff to enjoy, like more episodes and merch. So we're looking to raise money through our Patreon page to keep our store up and running. We're going to be adding some amazing merchandise for the listeners And we're also going to be donating a lot of money to charity. We're not asking for a free handout, and we're not taking any profits. For every donation, there will be prizes and incentives, so let's get to those. $40 donation, you'll receive an exclusive Live on Four Legs t-shirt. Those are the t-shirts that we put up in our store and that we feature every month. You'll also get a Live on Four Legs sticker, a shout-out on the show, and the really cool thing, an opportunity to pick an episode. You'll tell us which Pearl Jam show to cover, if it's one you wanted to go to, if it's one you like to listen to, or if it's one that you've been to that holds a special place in your heart. If you donate $20, you'll receive a special gift bundle consisting of merch from the 2018 Home Away shows. This bundle is big time while supplies last. They are going fast, and once we get close to reaching our goal or open up our store, we will mail those out to you guys. That also comes with a Live on Four Legs sticker and a shout-out on the show. If you donate $10, you get a special shout-out on the show along with a Live on Four Legs sticker, a Live on Four Legs print set, and a thank-you letter from Randy and I. If you donate $5, you receive a Live on Four Legs sticker, a thank you letter from Randy and I, and also a shout out on the show. If you donate $1, you'll get a shout out from Randy and I on the show. So go check out our Patreon page, Live on Four Legs, become a patron, 
do a one-time donation. Any little bit helps. Again, it all goes back to you guys, whether it be merchandise or charitable organizations. All right, Patreon. And again, like we uh, mentioned last week, we're still coming up with an idea for an exclusive shirt, and we have a couple in mind, but um, that will be the only place that you'll be able to get that shirt is through Patreon. So we won't sell it in our stores. It will be a Patreon exclusive, and we'll do it because we love you in a platonic Pearl Jam kind of way. Well, what I was just going to throw out there really quick was yes. I was one of the first recipients of a Live on Four Legs t-shirt. Oh my goodness. So. Special you. Yes. Someone special. The state of love and trust at Massachusetts outlined did you, shirt. Did you join the Facebook page like on the first day? I did. So you're, yes. I think we had 30... 30 fans on our first day that uh, this is including family and all right. Everything. So you were one of the first people that's wow. If you guys make the equivalent of 10 club numbers, I will be in the most amazing seats. Seriously. Yeah, we could do very that. soon. Give us your credit card number and we'll start. <laughs> Chris, you're, you're sitting on my couch right now. I think you've made it to the most amazing seats, right? That's true. I that's, you know what? You're absolutely well, right. Steve Matt. has number one. So is he number two? And I'll take two. Well, Two's not bad. What are, what are we, Matt? Are we in our own We're doing fan Brooklyn club too. We are. Yeah. Are we in our own fan club or what? Um, yeah. I don't want to be a part of any club that wants me as a member. I don't. <laughs> but you got the Jamily. What would your nicknames be for your uh, fans? The, oh, geez. Um, the limbs. The limbs. The, yeah. The, limbs. the feet. <laughs> the toes. <laughs> Oh, we got the toes in the crowd today. The toes. Oh, What's your toe club number? Uh, I think I have about 15 toes on my right and about 26 on my left. I'm, I'm getting there on my left. Ooh. Were you born in a nuclear power plant? Uh, seriously. <laughs> Where do you, Where do you so buy your toes? shoes? Uh, Three Mile Island. See, now, if you were at the Indio 93 show at the, uh, the polo grounds well not the polo grounds that was polo the, grounds. that was the old giant stadium uh yeah. the polo club in indio california where it's now uh coachella when oh, okay. they played there in 93 in the shoe the shoeless rant you my friend would be having no shoes on because i don't know how you'd buy any shoes so they'd have to shoe you not with not with 15 toes i'm feeling like that guy in that meme that's like surrounded by the crowd and he's just looking at space like whoa yeah. <laughs> That's how I feel right now. And that's also not the first time he's ever done shoot the shoeless. There was a the rant. Yeah, that was there was one in Italy that was around that time too. I, I used to have that boot, and Eddie is so drunk and so angry well. I mean, he show. also is. I think in a lot of those early shows, but yeah, I mean that shoe the shoeless rant is a classic. I, really I think is. I think he told everybody in that show. He said, "I saw a bunch of homeless people on the streets without shoes, so all of you deserve to take your shoes off." <laughs> well, I mean, that's and basically that's, what it says in the other end. Yeah, so he, it might have been who knows, and maybe this shoes was, from my friend. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Brooklyn Night Two. Let's get into it. I'm ready. Uh, you went to Night One. I did. And what do you think of Night One? So I was saying this to you before, and it's. Night one in and of itself is not a quote unquote bad show. It's no. not. Um, if you went, if this was the single show in, I don't know, uh, Virginia right. that you went to, and now this was like you were a Virginia resident and you were a Pearl Jam fan but couldn't travel, 
you'd be happy with that. I show. would not be disappointed in any way. Um, I mean, stand just looking at the set list, quick standouts for me. Um, looking back at night one, this was October eighteenth, twenty thirteen. Uh, Dissident was great. Um, I think that was my first I Am Mine they played. I forgot that they played I Am Mine yeah. on that show. That's, um, that's one of the things I don't f- remember a lot You got shows. Save You as well. Chloe Dancer, Crown of Thorns was nice. Yep. Uh, which was followed up by Save You, as you just said. Rearview Mirror, I feel like I remember being really good that night. I confess I have not listened to that boot in a Tw- while. 21 songs on the first set is a lot. Yes, that's actually more than the second night. Yeah. It's more than the second night. Yeah, it might have just been how, how it flowed. Right. But. Now, looking back now for me, um, I appreciated it at the time. I definitely would now if I got it again. Oceans opened up Encore 1. Sleight of Hand, um, one of my favorite songs now at the time. Did not appreciate it nearly enough. You I know was what? not Neither a huge binaural fan, yeah. I, and I feel like the crowd didn't really freak out over it no. but i think now i would have loved that i really really would love to hear that again hopefully in the future but after that it kind of just fizzles out to me you go just breathe daughter got some porch oh they did got some yep. yeah i know i know i know you do you're not a got some fan and then Ugh. the second encore wasted reprise life wasted you know it's that's Fine. Sonic. Alive. Sonic Reducer Indifference. Indifference to the closer is cool. That's nice. Yeah, sure. It's but, a, but nothing to me on paper mind-blowing. Um, no. The one thing that I actually... Oceans was the best that, part of the show. Yes. That in sleight of hand, especially now I think thinking back to it, was great. The one thing I will add, though, Sirens, they played in the middle of the f- middle end-ish of the first set. Uh, that was when, and I don't know if you guys remember this, Eddie's guitar was out of tune. His acoustic guitar, yes, and he threw do. it down, and then shortly after this, his guitar tech was fired. Wow. Oh, really? I didn't yes. know that part. I'm almost wow. positive. We can look that up just to verify that. I, sh- I really should have done that before okay. saying that, but no, 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 I'm, I'm like 99.9% positive his, he fired his guitar tech because wow. he was furious. And then what happened was, as soon as Sirens ended, Mike starts playing Eruption to yeah. kind of like play it off kind uh-huh. of a deal, yeah. and, that, and he kind of like saves it a little bit. Um, you could go back and look at the footage. I'm pretty sure you could find it on YouTube. It's okay. on there. Um, and you could really hear it in the boot too. Like and when he's in the specific part of the song I'm talking about is, um, when he starts, to, so the way the song is arranged, he doesn't play guitar until the end of the song where before they go into the final chorus, right. the acoustic guitar by itself, that's him. And he starts playing it. And then all of a sudden he's just like, you could, you could hear it. It's out of tune. Right. It's not right. It doesn't sound, it, it just sounds brutal. And then he takes it off basically in the middle of the song. And I think Mike has to then play the part right. because his guitar is so badly out of tune. He just throws it away. Yeah. So, you know, was, uh, okay. So for this show, was this sirens, I feel like they screwed up in the beginning of the sirens too. Um, Am I right about that? Or not was that a positive. I, I, like I said, I just vividly remember how badly the end of the song said. Okay. Cause I was actually, so. I haven't, I haven't listened to that show back, but during sirens because i was by myself at this show Mm -hmm. and sitting by yourself it's like being not going to prom with a date (laughs) sitting at sirens alone (laughs) so i went i was i was sitting next to some girl that was like dressed as it looked like she was dressed as garth from wayne world and i was like kind of hitting on her kind of not and um i don't i I couldn't decide i couldn't decide do you find Dana Carvey attractive, Randy? Is... Party on. Party on, Randy. <laughs> well, I, I saw behind the Dana Carvey, you know. Oh, I, I... okay. Gotcha. That's the important part. Yes, that, that I can see beauty out of <laughs> out of many things. Um, 
And like, I think I came back and I'm like, I, I got two beer for whatever. I was like, here, do you, do you want it? And they gave her beer. And then I realized after I came back, he was like, she, she. <laughs> oh, got him. Got him. And the irony is that Dana wow. is a woman's name. Yeah. Dana Carvey. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, anyway, I gave her the beer and, and she said, oh, they, they just played some crazy thing. I'm like. Is it called eruption? eruption? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. So anyway, that yeah. was that was my takeaway from night one. Okay. Um, not a bad show in any way, but not when you memorable. look at night two and you go through it and you like, I just think back to it, just blows night one out of the and water. And I think you say that for most night two shows. That seems to be that's, the general idea. Yeah. That's yeah. so. Uh, all right. Then why don't we get into talking about Brooklyn? Brooklyn in the house. Is Brooklyn in the house? I thought so. Hey, Randy, I'm having some deja vu here from uh, episode six, the two openers. What's going on here? Yeah. Uh, Pendulum wash, nothing, man. And this is going to be the first show where we don't play the opener. Yeah. Um, Okay. We're not going to play the opener because why... Why play Pend- Pendulum was played every single show in 2013 and 2014. I, well, open. I can. Uh, oh, don't don't give me the stats. I don't care about the stats. I could just. That. I was just gonna say, just to, to hammer home your point. Randy doesn't care about the stats. I just wanted to hammer home I, your I, point. I, this was the 18th time on the tour that they that played they it. played it. Right. Okay, so that's that's a lot, and that was a pretty big tour. So. I think they opened with it every time. Oh, excuse me. It was the fifth out of 18 times. Oh, so okay. by the end of the tour, they had played it 18 times. Right. And this was the fifth in a row, which I'm pretty sure... Uh, excuse me. This was the sixth of the 25 on the tour. So five out of the first six. Okay. There you okay. go. Sorry. Okay. Cool. There we go. Got it. Um, I, do, I do want to throw in that Pendulum Wash Nothing Man. Probably one, two, three here. One of the best one, two, three openers I've ever Could not agree excellent. more. It Could not agree excellent. more. I was very happy yes. to it get is. Wash... I don't think I appreciated Wash enough when I heard it at PJ20. I, I so was you're this, taking the words right out of my mouth. Yeah, and it's to this day one of my favorite Pearl Jam songs. Hearing it at PJ20 made me a f- huge, huge fan of the song. Um, there's just this like quality about that song where it it feels like it transports me to like another place where like. I'm like back when they were writing the song or something where it still has that it, that sound quality where it's like you feel like nothing has changed about it from the time they wrote it. I agree. If that makes yeah. sense. And I think it I think it it, it embodies the song itself embodies Seattle. Seattle. And and it goes perfectly Please with what I was today. saying yes. this before we started. The weather outside that day, I've never been to Seattle, I really want to go. It was exactly what I imagined Seattle being. It pretty like. much is. It was like forty, low, low to mid forties, misting, foggy, disgusting, raw, perfect Seattle Pearl Jam concert weather. Yep. You know, fall in New York City. It was just like this, like perfectly set day to then go to a Pearl Jam concert yeah. and to hear them then play Wash second. It was it was amazing, and he, I was uh, oh no, yeah, keep going. I, I was just gonna say, you know, like we're talking um, ab- about how it still sounds so much like the original. 
Right. He always Eddie always tries to always hit that high, you know. Wow, Shmack. Yeah. And and he at this point, you know, like listen, all right, I get it. He's in his fifties, in his fifties, whatever. You know, his voice cracks. You know, there's times in songs where his voice cracks, and it actually makes it to, to my ears makes it sound even better or like cooler. Yeah. In that his voice cracks because he still hits the note in his voice crack, and mm-hmm. it's like you can tell he's trying to do it. There's other times where it's like, okay, his voice just cracked, and he just, you know, didn't right. mean to do that. He just lost in it, this yeah. instance, when you listen to the bootleg, and I, ju- you know, just listened to it yesterday, it's perfect. I, perfect. Yeah, it's, like, it's almost not even like a crack. It's more of a style. It, it, yes, yeah. it's, like a squeal. He's like yeah. squealing, but not like in like a right. feminine way. It's like his voice just like shoots up out of nowhere. It's a great point. You know, yeah, it's awesome. really, really good. I was going to say, uh, you know, when you guys were talking about Wash and you, it kind of, uh, you know, makes you feel like Seattle and you could, you know, you feel like it hasn't changed much uh, since they wrote it. I, when they start playing that opening riff, it like, I don't know. I feel like I'm in like a, a barn somewhere, you know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's this really cool. Stone's guitar is very twangy. Yes, yes it's it is. Just like the, um, the progression, the melody of the song. It's that kind of song where it, uh, if you close your eyes when you're listening to it, you are definitely in a different place. Uh, yep. You know what I've seen? And, you know, we have a lot to talk about. So, you know what I've seen with the song, especially album wise and not a little less live, but it has that little, that queasy feel. Well, and it, it feels like you're on a boat, like on like a, yeah, a ferry a little bit. or something yeah. like that, where the waves go up and down yeah. and up and down. It, it's, Rival sounds the same way to me. Well, it's a stone song. I mean, yes. that's a stone riff, you know, as his rival. Um, my, I mean, the song, the way it's actually played, it's actually a G major chord. So that's Ooh, like a, you know, well, just to like, it's kind of goes with your point. Like yeah. it's a simple G major chord, which is a major chord. It's a happy sounding chord. Yep. But instead of it being a, G, a regular G major, he moves one of his fingers on the A string. And this is for the, the guitar people out there, I guess. He moves his one finger on the A string, like the index finger down to the first fret. So it sounds like this gross, dissonant kind of vibe. And it's like, like you said, it's like queasy uneasiness. Yeah. And then if you listen, the, like the end of the chorus is, it is a G major chord. So he does this where it goes to like this, like disgusting, yep, that strum, that that's a G major chord. So it goes from this really awkward, dissonant sounding, gross chord where he's like, you know, doing like the, oh, please, yeah. to like into the chorus where it gets like almost happy. So it's this yeah. perfect juxtaposition of like happy and this weird, gross stuff. So you it's know, a great, just one of my, it's just such a well-written song and it's perfect. And that's it why is. it's a great song. We don't yes. appreciate still, like we as Pearl Jam fans, not saying how good of group, a songwriter he, he really, really is. is. Yes. yes. And, I appreciate Stone's songwriting every day. <laughs> And uh, just one last wash point. Um, at this point in time, this was only, I, if I'm reading this correctly, I mean, this was what, the 91st time? All, no, it's or 80, uh, 80, 82nd, 82nd time. Yeah. Now, now it's 91. Yes. So now in this point, you know, in September of, or excuse me, October of 2018, they've played it 91. So this was the only the 82nd time since 1990, that they played it. Which is amazing. And it's been around for at, that long. It's, it's a B-side song. And if you look at Wash, if you look at Breath, if you look at Alone, all of those songs are under 100. Yep. And like, I think a lot of people from that era, if they hear those songs, it just takes them back 
to that point in time. Even where, more to our point. Exactly. What we're saying. So right, and they're and they're great songs for us now. Yes, you know, going and, and they're be, they're becoming a little bit more. You know, I'm doing my air quotes common, which is great because they're great songs to kind of bring back. Right. And um, yeah, so now they're kind of like. I don't, I don't know if they're like revitalizing them or just, you know, they're just bringing no, them back. I think, you know? I think we just, you know, every show is it different. Was t- you know what? It was time. I, I guess it's yeah. just a testament to how good of a song, not just in this song, but even the other ones that Randy was saying, how hold up. well written and how yeah. much these songs hold up to this day. And why, even though they were written 27, eight years ago. And why something know? like out of my mind will barely get played. <laughs> I you know. know, it's just, yep. there's so much difference. Okay. So I feel like Which sucks because we want that. Too. Yes, of course. And we did get, if that. we, before, if I can make one really quick point before we go any oh further and no, but, but it's a perfect, like it's a thread that will follow throughout the set. Okay. So at this point in time, I was heavy, heavy into versus Vitalogy. Okay. I was really getting into the heavier stuff, the more weird stuff on Vitalogy, stuff like that. Um, I really wanted to hear this specific list of songs. It's ten songs. I tell you, I made this Jesus. list in my head before the show started. Okay, and then by the we end, got a fan of, here. We got a fan here, Randy. By the end, of the, <laughs> so but listen. By the end of the set, eight, of, eight, eight of the ten songs were played. So what? Which is was ridiculous. Wash one of them. Wash. Even though again we heard it at PJ Twenty, yeah, yeah. but I wanted to hear it again. Wash. Last exit. Rats. Brain of Jay. Immortality. <laughs> Footsteps go whipping blood hard to imagine, and you know so we're not going to spoil it. Like you know, we yeah. want to you know not give away the entire set before we start. But eight out of the ten were played. A lot so. of those songs are always on my list as well, and yep. one of those that you just said, like that, made the show for me. And as totally as agree, we'll get to well, that. we and I think we're thinking of the same song, yeah. so we'll definitely get yeah. to it. Randy's list is actually one through eight is Brain of Jay, and then there's there's two on the. <laughs> <laughs> Got me brain of Jay. Got me brain of Jay. Got still, me brain of still Jay. Still waiting for brain of Jay. Still waiting for brain of Jay. So, all right, nothing, man. Fantastic. I don't think we have to. I don't think we have to spend too much time. on it, it, Like Matt said, it rounds out that perfect first trio of songs. Yep. Great sing along. It's not elderly woman. You know, right. this set does not have elderly woman. It doesn't have Jeremy. Right. It doesn't have those. You daughter. know, daughter. Yep. This one, two, three here. I thought maybe they were dragging it out a little bit too long when I was just no. looking at it. And then I listened to it, and I, Randy, I told you, I listened to this one, two, three, like six times. I kept rewinding it. I'm like, this is so good. Um, I would take this every single Pearl Jam show I go to. I would take this one, two, three. Um, it's just that good. And their slower songs, their energy was so high. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Completely agree. Yeah. Even all, already, they're like keyed up. They And, and this will... will it kind of goes through these first eight, nine songs. Uh, it's actually the first nine songs. And I said this to you guys already. They, they don't through. stop. They do not stop. They no, did right. not stop. He did not say anything. He doesn't rant. He doesn't go on any tangents. They are there to play. Yep. They are there to do do what they're, they do best. They're not messing around. They sound amazing. He sounds amazing. That first jolt for out of the gate, even though it's, you know, the three slower songs, as Matt said, that energy was palpable from the very be- from the very beginning, and you could feel it throughout the entire Barclay Center. But you know what? Absolutely. I actually we're gonna we're gonna start playing our first song right now, and I really felt the energy during this. Uh, and let's let's take it from the way beginning to hear him intro because I every time he's in New York, he has to say a live like as as live from Brooklyn. It's Saturday, it's Saturday night. night. So here's uh, here's Lightning Bolt, which I really feel like 
really started to get the crowd going after this intro. Live from Brooklyn, it's Saturday night. Stone, but you don't know where from she was thrown like a burning meteor from my own side. Looking for a place to land, she said, Have you got yourself some sand? And whatever you replied, she took as yet. She comes after me. at the time I, I feel like was such a powerful song to me it was really one of the ones from the album uh i remember when they played it originally yep, in we 2013 i went back and i i listened to the youtube clip like about a thousand more yep. times i was so into the song and the way that the song is composed too that it has different little spots in different places that it kind of goes melodical then it gets kind of gritty a little bit i and I, the lyrics are great too so this during this time period was pretty perfect. For I, I I think um, at when the song came out, I, it seemed like a lot of people weren't taking to it right away. And as time has gone on, after every show, when you, you know when people are talking about it on Facebook or the boards, you know whatever, um, people seem to be more and more with each show and tour now gravitating toward this song. I, like it's holding yeah. up yes. better than a lot of the other songs on Lightning Bolt. I think I think it's the unthought known of lightning bolt. Yeah. Yes. Where, I think that's a good point. Yes. I am not one of those people. Randy knows that lightning bolt is kind of like my like what what uh, got some is to him. Mm -hmm. I just uh, I, I I never really liked it. I can um, see both sides of it. Yeah. I, 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 re I, I can, really can. I can. I think it, I think it has way more depth than got some does. Yeah. It's. I, I think it does. Well, one hundred percent. But I don't think it's. I don't really think it's uh you know it's 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 an okay song i always thought i didn't think there was anything spectacular about it it's just got so many parts you know that's that's what you're I you're right that um here this night it is it is really awesome it's the it, everybody's clapping and everybody's getting really into it's it it's the first time where i said oh yeah okay this sounds good um yeah you know i'll see it another time i'm sure and i'm gonna go back to saying okay What's next? Let's go finish it up. But this one, for some reason, stood out to me. So uh, it wasn't a total lost cause of a song. A, a very a very common theme throughout this entire show, other than us gushing and saying how good it is the entire time, uh, the, the very common songs, they sound better than normal renditions yep. to That's me. That's true. I agree with that. They're very good versions of what are otherwise... In most sets, very standard, straightforward, safe. I guess even for some people, boring sure. songs. Yeah, that's what I would say. And this is a perfect example. And again, at this point, this song was still fresh. Yeah, yeah this was this was still a brand new song at this point. Um, it it is the perfect energize the crowd song. And then what to segue into the fifth song? 
Mind Your Manners, it seemed like it, on this tour, every single show, I, it, at least it seemed from my memory, they would play these two songs back to back. Lightning Just Bolt about, and yeah. Mind Your Manners it would be either, were like either connected, one way or the other, yeah. connected in every show. Yeah. That sounds about right. And it's like that same, I guess they just want to k- maintain that momentum that they just built. For, and it, maybe they could flip-flop, you know, well, do Mind Your Manners, then think, Lightning Bolt, whatever. Sure. I think that happens with a lot of bands that come out with a new album that's introducing it to an audience sure. that might be stuck on the early stuff. Because uh, my friend that I went to the show with, my friend Brian Finnegan, uh, who I'm waiting for a text from to see if he's going to – did he send me anything? Uh, uh, he's going to have to sit with this one out, he says. Uh, boo. Oh, well. Uh, <laughs> sorry. I really wish we could have heard from him, but I, I – try getting in touch with him last week but i guess he just doesn't have enough time but shout out to him he's, he's been my friend forever he's my neighbor and another person that was really into pearl jam while i was growing up uh so um it was cool to have that experience because he had dropped pearl jam from his life for a while uh and then wow when i told uh his brother his brother tim that i'm i'm you know really close with uh i told him i have an extra ticket and he said I asked him if he wanted to go and Tim doesn't really like Pearl Jam, but gave it to Brian and, and like seeing Brian there. And I don't know if it was his first show in a long time or his first show ever, but he had this like kind of like going back to him being a kid kind of feel feeling to him. So, uh, you know, even though lightning bolt and mind your manners were those songs to him, he probably didn't really recognize them as much. Uh, they kind of get connected. It's good to play those uh, in a row just to sort of uh, tell your, your old, old, but new fans, Hey, we're, you know, this is, this is what we got for you now. If you liked what we got for you, then a good example of that is uh, when I saw green day around the time of American idiot, it's the only time I've ever seen them. They opened with American idiot. And then second song was Jesus of suburbia. Wow. So that's an album thing, I think. Right. They, they would do like half that, like one through like six, I think they were doing. They And yeah. Foo, Foo Fighters were doing that too. And um, uh, they, they might still. Probably be. the I, Pretender I or something like that. No, yeah. it was uh, when Wasting Light came out. They were oh, okay. they were doing like half the album, which was great because that's one great of my. Album. It's kind of one, of one of my all-time favorite rock albums. But, um, yeah. you know, Green Day, it's like, eh, all right. When are you going to do, you know, do the hits, play the hits. Yeah, you know? exactly. But I do like... Uh, lightning bolt out of uh, nothing man into mind your matters because there's a there's a real build here yeah uh, yeah i agree and, and it and really it continues I mean, and it crescendo oh, dude, like you, you were right it goes right down to number nine not getting ahead of ourselves here right, but, um, right. just one one time real quick too i had my headphones in i was i listened to this mind your matters maybe 12 times in a row it's, <laughs> it's yes. that good yeah and uh you hear i i think it's cameron doing the the backup vocals on the choruses mm-hmm. and at parts he sounds like out of breath because he's, going he's so hard. Oh, yeah. playing oh, yeah. his heart out. I'm like, I'm like, dude, I'm like five songs listening back onto this boot right now. And I got so many more songs to go. This is kicking my ass <sighs> right now. I love it. It took me like three hours to get past number five. Cause I kept listening to one, two, three over and over again. Then I listened to mind your manners about 12 times in a row. So <laughs> good thing. Mind your manners is like a two minute song. Yes. And I so. usually base a lot of my opinion on, uh, the uh, as far as Monier Manners is concerned, his scream at the end, right. that is one of my favorite parts of like any Pearl Jam song. Can he bring yeah. it all in? Can he tie it all in right now? Right. Yeah. right. It's like the perfect, it's like the icing on the cake, so to speak. You know, they can 
Mike hits solo and and he can you know they get through the whole thing and the drums sound good and Matt's doing you know doing this thing gotta have it that's well you know whatever and then you gotta you gotta finish that ending like he's gotta nail yeah he's gotta really nail that scream at the end and you're like all right if this is good we're in for a good night it's that exactly this is a show exactly the show and a half and and it was a good one his voice cracks a little bit and not in the best way when it first starts but he kind of makes up for it like mid-scream kind of hard to explain if you listen to it you'll see what i'm saying that's rock and roll baby that's right so so we go i love this this little grouping and and this song you're about to say this next one is on my list Last Exit, I can listen to Last Exit. I can hear it every single show yep. and not – I'll love it every single time. And I think Last Exit into Hell Hell to me is just – it's like – It's like nostalgia. Honestly, yeah, it, awesome. this this whole trio again, like really six, seven, yep. eight. Yep. It, it, last Exit, Hell Hell, In Hiding, all in a row. You're kind of – so to me, In Hiding is a sing-along song. Yes, In I Hiding, you know, that. you got I'm in hiding, everyone's screaming and whatever. Yeah. It's like to go to mix it up and not have it be elderly woman, you know, and I love elderly woman, but this is like another situation where, you know, at, in the three hole where nothing that's not a down. Yes, that's exactly. Yeah, so I agree with that. They, they're like subbing in other versions of sing alongs here is what they're doing. So last exit Vitalogy, hell, hell, no code in hiding yield so you're going ah. 90 you know you're kind of going 94 ah. 96 98 you know like, all in a row it's like a perfect little album crescendo too yep. so it's a perfect trio again so you got pendulum wash nothing man that we went through lightning bolt mind your matters is like the modern like all right let's get up and start jamming here to last exit hell hell in hiding kind of like a, a uh throwback trio with a nice little sing-along on the end sure I, perfect i'm with you yeah no these groupings are so consistent with each other and they're like they're uh i don't know they knew what they were doing i'll, I'll put it that yeah, let's, way uh, this is i want to hear one of them i i don't yeah like, what do you want to hear pick one pick one what do you want i i think i want to hear hell hell because i love hell hell sure. I, I love hell hell and last exit probably like i would love two children that i that i would have <laughs> but let's play hell hell just because uh just because we like it cap that whole last part because we kind of we were in order but again talking about getting a little excited we're getting really excited here <laughs> last exit hell hell in hiding six seven eight yep that was the first time i had ever heard in hiding so there were two instances this is a really good show for this there are two instances of this show where i've heard a yield song for the first time and that's the first yep so and we'll very, get to the other one later because we'll uh, we have the same show so mm-hmm. there you go so then they do down and that's nine in a row. 
Matt loves that. I love it. Okay, so the last couple episodes, Randy's been going to 311 and he's just been dragging me down. <laughs> I like 311. I like 311. <laughs> I, I like 311 too back in 2003. You know what? Yeah. They Their last album, quick little side note, there is a song on that album that is incredibly heavy. It is like really? a hardcore metal song. I want to, uh, what is it called? Too Late. Look it up. If you're listening, go look it up. But Chris, do you like it? I do like it. Get out of my house. <laughs> it's good. Oh, it's good. It's good. I'm telling you. Okay. Right, I'll give it a listen. I'll give it a listen. 311 is not the worst. We went and saw 311 once. Yeah, but we were... Yeah, all right, whatever. I don't want... <laughs> Actually, there's a funny story from that that you probably don't even remember. Probably not. There was a girl that you dated that was there, and in the vicinity, we were like getting... Uh, refreshments or something like that in the vicinity of where we saw her on the other line. Okay. And it was you, there was her current boyfriend, there was at least two other guys that she had dated within our peripheral. <laughs> wow. High school, huh? You gotta love do it. Do you know what girl that I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We won't say names on the podcast, no. but I do. No. And uh, high school, funny times, right? <laughs> exactly. Hey, now. This is, yeah, this is... Don't do 311. They're bad for your brain. <laughs> yeah. I think everybody from our high school was at that show. Uh, I guarantee you they were. We sat next to people that were. I know that. Yeah, that and like Blink-182 at Jones Beach. It was just, yeah, the the whole high school was there. Yeah. All right. So, Down by Pearl Jam. Uh, Down by Pearl Jam is wonderful. Good song. I don't think I really had an opinion on it at the time. I, didn't, I still don't. I, I didn't dislike it, and to this day, I... It has one of the best. Love is a strong word for me with that song. I don't think I love it. I actually like my favorite part, and I'm not being sarcastic, is the end of the song. Not when it's over. Is when he when he when he's doing it's like the like the reggae kind of ska style at the end and he does yeah, 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 yeah. Like that is cool to me. I don't know. I I just always found it it was catchy. I I just always really it made me feel good whenever I heard it, and it always stuck with me. I just sure. it it's a happy song, yes. even though it's named down. It's, right, right, right. It has one of my favorite Pearl Jam lines of any song in it. Uh, if Can't, hope, if hope can grow from right. dirt like me, it can be done. That's a good line. Yeah. So uh, that's nine in a row, and, and they still there, hadn't spoken. He still has this not. Is the first time said more than like two words. So Ed, Ed says here. Uh, he makes a surfing reference and says the crowd would make for good surf. Yep. And then they do big wave. <laughs> in, in Matt's reality. <laughs> the night before they tied for most fights at a Pearl Jam show with most one. Fits, most fist fights. Fist fights. Most okay. fist fights. Yeah, that was hilarious. And he says, let's not let that happen tonight. Calls everyone friends. And he says, it's great to be drinking the blood of Jesus with his friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was on. He was on that night with the jokes. Yeah, stories. He was. He, he, it was. It was a good night for him. I thought this speech got a, started to get a little bit, you know, kind of off the rails. When I'm listening to it, I'm like, oh my god, where is he going with this? And then he yeah. came out with that the blood of Jesus line with the wine bottle at the end, and I'm like, All right, was that was perfect. that was funny. It was a good build up. So we go. Uh, we go from this into sirens, and uh, we kind of alluded towards talking about sirens in the last episode i didn't want to i wanted to save some stuff yeah for i think it. you had a part two right uh to come back yeah, to yeah my, my thing is is it this is like my bathroom song if i'm not no with it's Jillian. uh like i said it's kind of just like a middle of the road song to me it's it's uh like the the where the 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 did i mention this i don't remember if i mentioned this off air or not but um 
the uh, it's like you're alone at the prom when you're by yourself or with yeah. like a friend. It's a little like oh, well, we're playing a love song and yeah, I just never found it that that exciting or um but no it just i i feel like you have to be with somebody you love during that song i think that i think that would maybe add to the experience yes i could i could see that i i don't know if i would agree with like you need to be with someone it i think it obviously helps yes it definitely helps I think just the song itself, I'm not even saying like seeing it live from that perspective, even though um, like before I was saying night one with the whole guitar fiasco, Right. To, just to to say this, it was much better. This yeah. sounded so much better. The guitar was in tune. They did it. I think they wanted a second, tr- na- you know, second Probably, try yeah. at it and it sounded much better. They were also playing Sirens every night at this point. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this was the sixth, so like I said before, sixth show of the tour, they, this was the sixth time they played it. Okay. So, um, but the song itself, I, I don't know if you guys remember when Lightning Bolt, like the whole hype was coming out, um, like spring of 2013, before Wrigley, before that London, Ontario show, before yeah. the album was out. Yeah. Every, like the, the Just little- Just Minor Manners. Yes. The little blurbs that were coming out about the album that were kind of like leaking out from people that had heard it. I remember this one. It people were saying that this that Mike had written a song that was like this album's version, which it's Lightning Bolt. This album's version of Black. That is what that that is how the song was characterized. I I, we could find it online. It's definitely online somewhere. It could it, it could be this album's version of Black. In the sense that it fills that same role, it is not another black. No, no, no exactly, and that's what I'm trying gotcha. to say. I'm not, I'm not agreeing with that that no, no, assessment no, but, of the but song. That this, that is what they were like, right, getting right. at, right? Maybe okay. not, right? Exactly. It's, it's, it's a love song. Maybe this one's a little more hopeful in a way. You know, maybe they heard some kind of like uh, unreleased demo version of it. Sure, that, uh, Who knows? that I, I, kicks ass or something. I, I don't know. I hated the song when I first heard it. It's got that acousticy vibe the entire time. Yeah. It's a very, very, um, almost like just breathe, but bigger of a song. Like you know it's, a, it's like sure. if just breathe was like a more of a louder full band song. I actually do like the lyrics. I like the vibe of the song. With that being said, um. I don't mind hearing it. I really don't. I actually love to play it. I think it's actually a it's play. a rare occurrence where sometimes, and I've noticed this with especially Lightning Bolt and to a certain degree Backspacer as well, studio cuts of songs are better than live performances. I think this is an instance where on the album, Sirens is better than most live performances. That's just my I, opinion. I'm with you on that. That's how I feel about Give It a Fly. Um, yeah. My my thing on Sirens when it first came out was that I thought it was their version of a train song. I thought it sounded very much like that pop uh, top oh, 40. Oh, it is absolutely a pop song. It, yeah. Absolutely. Wait, and Randy, I hated Randy, that at first. What's up? You haven't heard Pearl Jam's cover of Hey Soul Sister? <laughs> it's really bad i'm just kidding everyone that does not exist that does not exist if, if they if, if they play in virginia will they play meet virginia uh, uh sirens and even flow yeah not from, much to say about even flow no but they didn't 
Did they not Chris play? Chris Buckley's been listening to the podcast here. Not much to say about Even Blow. No. Did they not play it the night before? Because it says uh, it was. I think they did. Let me double check. Looks... I thought they did. Hang on, I got the uh, set list right. No, they did not. Uh, they did no, not they play didn't. it the night before. They didn't. Excuse so me. So it was one of the few times that you know you didn't get an Even Flow in humankind that you didn't hear it. That's right. So we go from Even Flow. I mean, I'm into... not afraid to say it. it. It is like my bathroom song at this point. It, well, I, I what I like to do is I like to listen to Mike solo I in know. the background. Love to listen to Mike solo as you relieve. As much as I love, you know listen. You missed out of this one if you went to the bathroom during this one. You missed. Yeah, no, it is. The I Matt, know it is. The Matt Cameron solo that we used I, during I the opening. I didn't miss that. I knew that. It's true. What I was going to say, and speaking of Matt Cameron, is listen. I'm not. What I'm saying here is I'm not intentionally trying to knock Matt Cameron in any way, shape, or oh, form. God. I love Matt Cameron. And I know I'm also not the first person to say this. Here it comes. There are versions of songs, especially old ones, that are simply played too fast. It's played too fast. Why are, are you it's, are it's, you still in my house? It, it doesn't. It doesn't. Who is the stranger? It doesn't gel with the original vibe of the song. I get things change. Right. I get it's like you know, no pun intended. It's evolution. Okay, so, like no. Some sometimes it just it just doesn't sound good. It just doesn't sound enough like the original to me and i'm not saying that every song needs to be that way but it's so different the vibe and the pacing of the song the one thing i'll is say so much drastically faster that it makes me not like the song as much that to the point might, where all i care about is mike solo that that's might it. be that might be what i have against given the fly now that i think sure. about it because and that's it's, another example it's a that's jack a iron example. song it's a jack iron song and jack irons had this tendency on fast songs to play a little bit behind the pace. If yep. you listen to Brain of Jay closely, while his beat is more we call that pushing the tempo and it's it makes it sound more real when you're recording. But right. That's what Jack did, I think, to perfection. Listen, I, I think you guys are putting the blame on the wrong people. I don't think it has I'm anything not to do with you, you think it's the rest of the guys trying to squeeze in more songs? I don't think it has anything to do with Matt Cameron playing it too fast. I think it might have to do with people like Eddie or Mike telling him to play it faster. That's Maybe. also fair. Yeah, uh, I mean, and it's, I, just... I, I, it's just my opinion. And, I know, and I've seen it online before. People have said it. I know I'm not alone. No, I will agree that sometimes even flow is too fast. I will say that. Animal, Animal is another example where I think uh, it's a little fast. Yeah, but that, 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 song, fast. that song by nature is pretty fast yeah. and it's raw and intense. So it's a I, little I'm more thinking, forgivable with I'm that. I'm thinking from things like, I, I, I feel like his interpretation well, about, of here, Jack Iron songs well, and, and are this, a little off. Just to your point, and it's on Yield, Wishlist is way too fast i way 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 too fast i think i I mean and i and i guess matt you know what you might be right because eddie is always playing it so quick it's like if you go back and listen to the album i mean it's like turn the knob down to like a two and that's the speed i but you know what going back real quick before we move forward i think a song like animal I don't mind that being slower. I because I like to. I kind of like to take that one in. I mean, slower than the faster pace they'll do it at. Like more towards the original. Um, with even flow, it's fast. Whatever. Right. Right. Killer solo. You know, because it's like a seven eight minute song now. So played a little faster. And then, but like a song like Animal, maybe don't speed that one up so much because I really like to digest Animal. I like I like that it's one. It's like to be, uh, you love two and a half minute animals. songs. <laughs> you know, take your time with Animal. Like really. Let it come in me, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a blooper you're wow. not going to want to take back. Uh, 
Infallible is up next. Before Infallible, Ed talks about the fragility of life and mentions how someone from the financial district wouldn't care about that. He goes off about the finance people a little bit. Um, I'm not an infallible fan. Uh, I think we can just kind of pass by it. I'm Uh, just, it's not one of mine. uh, You know what? I I like talking about a song that we haven't, that we haven't touched on yet. Uh, It's good to see new songs pop up. Was it infallible at Memphis or no? I guess not. I don't think so. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't really have an opinion on it. I'm sorry to all your infallible fans. Um, I actually have a pretty interesting point, uh, okay. and it connects back to the first Brooklyn show. They played both Sirens and Infallible both nights, every other song, in almost the exact same spot mm. in the set, yeah. but they switched them. So in other words... Night one, they played Infallible 11th, and they played Sirens 13th. Night two, they played Sirens 10th, and, and that so they played it first instead of second, and they yeah. played Infallible 2nd the second night. That's trying to get used to new songs. That's a new song groove right I there. I think cause... it sounded just like Sirens, sounded better the, the second night. Okay. So it was almost like they wanted another crack at it. Yeah. Sure. And that's what they did. And I think it might have just been, you know, it just happened to be in that general same vicinity of the set. Out of the new ones, I would have taken a My Father's Son or mm. uh, Getaway. Because I love Getaway. I, I love the album. That was my favorite song on Lightning Bolt when the album came out. And I remember when they first played it, I can't even remember where it was. Um, it was later in this tour, though. People it took a while. Said it was one of the worst live performances wow. they've ever heard. Really, from the band. I I specifically re- remember reading that online when people first saw it live. I'd have to look up where well, when they first played it. But. When they played it at Wrigley this past year, they they dropped. They it was down, it down yeah. completely. So yeah. maybe that's why. But man, they can still make it sound good. Yeah. Uh, from infallible to present tense, though, and I, this is my just a classic favorite part. Like. Favorite place to put a present tense. Yep. It, it's good in a lot of places, but I think like mid first set is absolutely perfect for it because yeah, yeah. It's, it works perfectly here coming yeah. out of nine into 10, 11, 12. Uh, you know, as we said, this, this, this uh, set list was put together so, so fucking well, man. Sorry for this. The, sorry for the language, but it really, it's, it's really flowing so well. Present tense here. Uh, I'll, as I've said before, I'll take present tense any goddamn where, but man, it's perfect. This whole little run here, pretty much from present tense through the rest of the set, um, the first set rather, is uh, it's perfect. Like Matt said, it really yeah. is. I mean, we can, we we went through those first two trios: Pendulum Wash, Nothing Man, um, Last Exit, Hell, Hell, and Hiding. Then you go through this little trio, it's, or like even like four songs where it's like, okay, Down, Sirens, Even Flow, and Fallible. Yeah. Okay. Now you're like you're at the thirteen hole now. It's slowly but surely coming to an end here in this first set. You're like, okay, what are they going to go to? But the latter half usually makes what this the best whole part of set. run here, thirteen through twenty, is pretty much besides later in the set for in, for my preferences, almost as good as it gets. I yeah, mean, this is this is. is just great. It is. It really, really is. And I, re- I, uh, I I really like how like this set has been we're able to break it down into these really small groupings, yeah. um, which I don't think has worked even close to as well as it has on this set. And every mini set we've broken down works really well. And then when you combine it all together, um, it still holds up as a perfect set. And 
this is pretty rare and this is i think a first for for the podcast where we've really been able to do these groupings and and uh well here's what i want to do i want to do something a little different uh in this one because i i feel like the transitions are really what makes this part of the set so flawless that's yeah, right. it feels yeah, so you, clean you mentioned that uh what i'd like to do is i'd like to play the end of rats into the beginning of unthought known and uh if you'll catch uh the end of rats here instead of ben he says Dennis, the two of us need to look no more. That's in reference to Dennis Rodman, who's in the crowd. In the front row. Uh, <laughs> I remember it. I was behind. I, was, I remember seeing him. Too, I was yeah. behind the stage for this show. Uh, so was I. Yep. Like off to the left a little bit, looking down kind of over uh, Matt's shoulder a little bit, like his left shoulder. Yeah, I was around the same spot. You I can think. see Dennis Rodman right in the front. I mean, going nuts, yeah. losing his mind, everyone loving it. Yeah. You know. Goddamn Dennis Rodman. It's still so weird. Well, I mean, we know the story, right? I mean, you guys know the whole yeah. thing. Yeah. You know? yeah. He says they saved his life. Yeah, okay. yeah. Black saved his life or right. something. Yeah. Guys, 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 it is still I, it is. I weird. know it is, but it's the whole that Chicago thanks, thing. That he and thanked Eddie. Eddie, there Eddie and... He thanked Eddie for fucking North Korea too. That, that's I know. come on. He did. He did. Right? Yes, you're right. Yes, he did. We've we've <laughs> we've talked about. We're gonna play that clip at some point. Yeah, we've about not today. It's, I don't feel coming. like doing it today. It's it's not it's not time. It's not time. Anyway, anymore. Dennis, but it is present tense and then rats. Yes. So, yeah, thirteen, fourteen. So we're gonna play. Here's uh Rats into Unthought Known, and then we'll come back. We'll talk about Unthought Known into the next. transition in between those two i think that that's what makes it and uh right here before we even really get into unthought known and immortality which is next i want to play the transition in between the two because again i thought it was completely flawless and they wasted no time and it it was one of those when you hear songs live you get a surprise a wow factor a surprise factor and i felt that with immortality especially because they do that intro the he didn't to, do it. He didn't do it here. He did not do and it, it here. Worked amazing. Yes. It, it, he. It and I'm a big fan of it. I love it. And I love he it Did too. it at Fenway. He did it at Fenway Night Two, and it sounded incredible. And then I listened back to this bootleg, and I was like, oh, damn, he didn't do it there. But here's the thing: you know? it works so well transitioning off of Unthought Known. Sure. So let's listen to how those two transition. together really well on this part it's, and it's awesome yeah it's awesome and uh i don't have notes of where eddie speaks here but i don't know when the next time he oh it might be before better man uh so we're not there yet 
Mm. Yeah, so State of love and trust. Yeah, it's he just goes straight through because unthought known is three fifty two, immortality is five twenty seven. That's about right. State is three thirty one. Once is three eighteen. That's right. Uh, given to fly is seven twelve. So it's after given. So to it's fly. after given. It's to after fly. Okay. To fly. So I mean, we don't have to spend too much time here because this is just rocking through the set. State state of love and trust. Once given fly. Those. This is coming towards the end of the first set here. And in between Given a Fly and Better Man is one of my favorite Eddie speeches of all time. And he talks about, and this is kind of fit my overall mindset at the time that like, I guess I was figuring out that, oh, I, I'm a broken person and it's okay that I'm a broken person because even a broken person could have some scars and, uh, and look just as new. So I and if you go to China, they'll celebrate you. <laughs> well, that's part. This is that's part of the quote. This is what I really love about this. So listen to what Eddie says about broken people. Now we've had no fights tonight, Dennis. Let's keep it that way. He's a lover. That's uh, and uh, yeah, as a a good friend of mine. Good friend of ours from Chicago, Mr. Dennis Rodman, right in the front row. Now, don't get him started. Uh, and he's standing right next to a friend of ours from Argentina. I don't know his name, but I've seen him at every other show. Uh, and I know, I see we got some friends from Britannia, Great Britain. I know we got friends from Italy. Roma, uh, Montana, almost as exotic, but uh, okay, you can put the lay back on me now, or stone, I mean stone. Um, you know, a lot of us have maybe something in common, and, and uh, I know that the thing that bonds my friends and, and us together usually is the fact that at one point we were probably pretty broken and um, you know sometimes people they steer away from broken people and, and those are the people that usually have never been broken because there's nothing wrong with being broken you can get fixed you fix yourself Things break and then they get fixed. And but usually with the help of other people. And uh, I just want to say that this part of the country, uh, all the Northeast, um, New Jersey, New York, Brooklyn, you've always been really, really good to this group, and uh, you've you've been there when we needed you. And uh, I hopefully we've been able to return the favor. You know, if in China, if, if, if like a vase breaks, they repair it and then they, they, they draw a line where they used to. They draw in gold leaf where the crack was. They celebrate the cracks, you know. We should celebrate what we've been through. It's the people without the scars, those are the ones you gotta worry about. 
It's only a matter of time. Um, it, and it kind of it's a great it, quote. It explains Pearl Jam in a nutshell, and who, and the fans and the fan base like that. This is the group that uh, dedicates themselves to them. Um, you see people all the time. What's what are the most tattooed? lyrics i'll ride the wave where it takes me um, and the in-between is mine uh, yep uh, that was what i was gonna say and three crooked hearts sure but those all those lines yeah. are all references to people that haven't had it easy you know that have had mishaps in their life misfortunes you know maybe have dealt with illnesses and um you know, they, they really cater to that group of fans that have been through a riot in a whole time. Instead of, you know, I'll bring up Foo Fighters who might just want to play rock and roll music. Pearl right. Jam kind of wants you, wants to, wants to figure out their life with you. I think there's a lot, more, and this is, I, you just bring up Foo Fighters and I do, lo- I do like Foo Fighters. Um, I think with Pearl Jam, the attraction a lot of the time is... There is a song for every single emotion, yeah. every single mood, anything you're feeling, you know, whether it be happy, sad, you know, aggressive, uh, even depressed, even I though have, that's not that great. Uh, you I know. have Spotify playlists. Sure. That's just, it's Pearl Jam Melancholy, yes. Pearl Jam Rage, <laughs> Pearl Jam Happy. I might have called it Pearl Jam Joy, I think I called it. Then there's right. just... Then there's just Pearl Jam rocking out. Yes. So, so they they can hit and melancholy you. has the most. <laughs> you know they can hit you on every emotional level, and I think that that's what people are attracted to is yeah. you know they find solace and comfort in being able to find that perfect song that fits that mood, and Absolutely. they're just such incredible songwriters. And when you have that ability to do that, it doesn't matter how long you know how many albums you sell. If the music is there, the people will find it. They'll love it and Obviously, I mean, we, you know, the rest is history for them, obviously. Yeah, but right. for us as fans, that's what I think most people are uh, attracted to. So um, that is a perfect example of uh, a song or a quote, rather, from Eddie that really sums everything up uh, perfectly. So that is a great quote. One of the best all time, in my opinion, from him. Yeah, I agree. Um, and I mean, he has some other good ones, of course, uh, and lyrics, obviously. But as far as his quotes in between his songs and the transitions, that's certainly up there at the very top. It's a good one. Yeah, I agree. It's just awesome. And it goes right into better man. And you said this about better man before we started that, like even the hits at this show were better than you remember them. And, and obviously for better man, it's one of those songs where you can just give the mic to the crowd. And, you know, there are two better mans that, that kind of, stick out in my mind. Everybody says that that MSG night yeah. two show yes. was like the classic better man. And it is, it, it really was my favorite was the first show that I went to the MSG in, uh, in 08 because okay. he, he fucked up the first, he didn't say waiting, watching the clock. He said, uh, talking to herself. And then he, he goes back, he turns the mic around and he says, with your permission. And then he does it again. <laughs> and it's just the crowd singing the whole time. And it was awesome. But yeah. I mean, he always takes this opportunity to really let the crowd take over. Yeah. Um, depending on how loud they actually are. I mean, there's times he just completely drops out in the beginning. Right. And you know, like, which is what happens in that MSG two show. Um, but here, the thing that really stuck out for me, and as you as you said from what I was saying before, 
simple, straightforward hit song that just sounds awesome. He really gives it his all at the end. And again, this wraps up the first set. Um, does the saver for later. He gives it the saver for later. It's not the full tag. You know, you're not doing the state college 03 full (laughs) saver for later (laughs) tag. That's fine. Snippet? It's still, yes, exactly. It's a save for later uh, snippet. Um, and he really, really nails it. I mean, he really does the energy to bring. And I'm not even like a huge Better Man fan. I'm being completely honest. I mean, I like it. Don't love the song. I know it's a classic. I know pe- other people love it. I don't mind it in the set. But the way that this version sounded made me, like when now I know going back and having listened to this again, if I'm looking for a good version of Better Man to listen to, songs I'm going right to that. Songs I'm going right to this to version. You. Absolutely. Yes. I've, I've, and you're also, you're also going to be looking for a performance like that every time you see them. You're going to be like, oh, Better Man, is it going to be one of those really, really good exactly. ones? I mean, I think, I think they're always really good. Like Randy and I always say, is really not a bad Better Man. But when you get a Better Man that like changes your view, like where you begin to actually like the song, sure. you mm-hmm. know that performance was probably fucking epic yeah and uh and then you're gonna love it every other time after that but i was gonna say you know what really makes this 13 to 20 really great for me is that in some way in some different iteration or just how it is or if you mix them around whatever this 13 to 20 i would take this as like a first encore it it, it's like (laughs) It's that good. Yeah. Well, that's kind of how like, it's there's situated. There's enough in there. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's how like, it's laid out, really. I mean, you yeah, could flip-flop this with an encore in, in any show, and, I mean, this would work. I mean, it really especially, would. Especially this encore one. Right. You know, maybe, maybe save a few songs, but it's I, – I remember listening. I'm looking at – I'm reading the set while I'm, when I'm uh, listening to it, and I'm saying to myself, I'm like – this could be a good encore. Like this is a really cool. It just again, it shows how well t- put together this was, and how good of a show it is, and how good Eddie is at really laying out set lists. Yes. I mean, this is like yep. Eddie at his peak, at his now, perfect in terms of the set list organization. But here's here's the thing, and you know, you can argue this all you want, but how come he, we we don't get a set like this every night? mixed in with because he can do this does he think it because it's brooklyn because it's a saturday night he knows in the back of his mind like okay night one was pretty good but we need to i think he he knows these big cities you know he he knows he's got to pull out some some good stuff philly it happens Uh, boston it happens chicago still waiting for that full album all the way through whatever it's gonna end up being someday ed avocado hopefully Uh, anything avocado i'll take versus uh, anything those msg shows were a complete tease dude what in in 2000 was it as big as the dirty frank tease i don't think so bigger what are you what are you what are you from 1993 yeah it was the 10 year anniversary to the day of avocado and they had just finished up album tours and they didn't do it how about the show we're talking about right now no avocado no no, no. Avocado. well uh did they you didn't do life no 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 avocado nothing. um no binaural either no they did right Slide a hand the night before my point was this was the day versus was released October 19th. No kidding. Yeah, 20 years. Oh, wow. Yep, I totally forgot about that somehow. (laughs) But it was. I I see. They're just a bunch of jerks. I know. (laughs) I feel like they have have like a time period where, because we were just mentioning before, October 15th is Lightning Bolt. That's that's when Lightning Bolt came out. So the 15th and the 19th, this was only a couple days after. There you go. October 19th, 1993. Wow. And no code. No Code and 10 came out on the same day. And you got in this, not to spoil it, you Back got... Backspacer came out the 20th of September. You got so three versus songs in this in this show. Rats, 
And then, well, we'll don't spoil it. Let's not get okay. ahead of ourselves. Yeah, but now. I didn't spoil rats. We already heard. No, rats. well, rats, rats are good. And that goes also. I got four at this point, four out of my ten for okay. the first set. You know, I always had this theory about Pearl Jam, where it's like, you know, you might not ever know how the hell they craft their set list, what goes on in their minds, why they do it, why they do any of their things, why, right. you know, they tour and they tour and they tour and they do all this stuff and then they don't do shows on big time anniversary days or they don't do any songs off that album at all. Why? So I always had this theory that Pearl Jam had like this Da Vinci Code type thing going on and then like <sighs> in like 50 years, this like grand plan is going to like show itself of why they do what they do for the <laughs> Yeah, whole right. Career. It's going to all kind of coordinate together while like all, every song played in a certain spot in the set list is going to like open up like a gateway. It's going to open up yeah, to like Atlantis or something. Yeah, something yeah. like that. So, uh, encore, encore time. And I think really, I think Matt, sorry to cut you I, off. I, yeah, go well, ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. I, I thought that this was going to be like, you couldn't get higher than this point in the set because this was on my list of songs that I had to hear during either this group of shows or just all of 2013. Cause I went to Hartford. That was a week after this as well. And Buffalo, that was a week before this. Right. So uh, let's listen to it. It is the first time I had ever heard Footsteps. Footsteps was very high on my list out of songs that I I had to hear uh, during this time period of going to all these shows because it was just, it's one of my favorites. And, you know, I didn't think that at this time I wasn't like heavy into the stats. I didn't think that it was one of those that they were going to play that often. If you look at it, it's only 118 times. So it's kind of there with the breaths and the washes of the world where it's a right. B-side Old, old. Right. And 118, I think, is really not a lot for that one. So um, this was definitely – I I didn't think that it could go up after this. I didn't think it could go down after this. But, boy, was I I wrong. So this was my – personal debut of this song. It was the first time I had seen this song. It was not on my list. Um, but seeing it and hearing it live made me fall in love with it. Mm. It's that's like the perfect example of 
you know, you know a song, you're like, okay, you know, I like it, it's cool. Mm-hmm. And then you see it in person and, and then you, you experience sorta, it yeah. and it's just amazing. Yeah, I mean, I'm, the harmonica, you know, the whole thing, it's just like, it's such a simple riff. It's such a simple, easy song. And even like the, the soft little bluesy, like mic solo in the middle, um, going all the way into the end with the, you know, I had to, his voice gets higher. Yeah. It's just, the whole song is just so raw. I mean, like you go back to that original version where it's, I think it's just Stone and Eddie. I think it's just Stone and Eddie. Yeah. It's just them with an acoustic guitar in a room. Yeah. No drums, nothing. It's just a simple, here's your guitar riff. And he just belts it. This enhanced version with the full band is still just as good. You know, the, for, the raw energy of that first version, the way that they organize it and play it live, makes it's the, it, it, it like cancels each other out. It still it, it rises to that occasion of giving me that feeling of wow, this is just incredible. I think I agree with you on the point that once I heard the song live, it went from like okay, maybe a top twenty five to like a top five. Yes, this is it, it's that good. Footsteps is. is in my top five favorite Pearl Jam songs with. A co- there's a couple of them in here. Immortality is in there. Um, you know, maybe, maybe I don't. I don't have my list on me. For me, another one that we have, list, another but, one that we haven't gotten to yet is probably in my top five. Right, but we'll get to that. Uh, I think lists like that are forever changing too. Exactly. It, it's true. Exactly. Because I was thinking when you said you know five, I said, yeah, you know what? I think footsteps live, maybe, maybe top ten. I think I could, I could easily put that in there. Will it be like that in a year? Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> maybe. Probably. Who knows? But Keep it, going it, to shows and you'll find out. Yeah. You know, but it probably wasn't in there um, four or five years ago. But right, right. that's what's really cool about it. That's like what I was saying when, when this concert happened. I was huge in Versus and Vitalogy. I, I probably wouldn't have been able to pick between those two albums if you were to say, what's your favorite Pearl Jam album? Now, as much as I still do love those two albums... I would probably say like I've been on such a binaural kick for the last like year and a half to almost two years now at this point where it's like I might say binaural, which mm. is why I was so bummed out when we got Zero. no binaural songs I at know. Fenway. If you're listening, Pearl Jam. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but but alert, yes, they're uh, not. They're not. That's okay. Uh, but yes, hearing footsteps here, getting it for the very first time, um, incredible. It really, really. Uh, um, emotional, like just hearing it. Um, I've only ever had it one other time since then. Um, so yes, it was it was really good. And then we go from here into to one of the the slower tracks uh, from Lightning Bolt, which is Yellow Moon. And I think out of the they, slower, they tracks, played it the first night too. They did, yeah. They were this the double yellow, dipping on this one. The Yellow Moon uh, Future Days combo kind of became what the end and just breathe was sure uh where it was like i mean slow albums are so similar in that regard in their tempo and their songwriting they're becoming not to get all technical the last two albums are very very heavy on these power chords classic rocky almost kind of vibe but not I don't mean to say that in like a negative way to make it sound like it's all not good and I don't enjoy it. Right. That's just the vibe I get. If that makes it sense. Does. That makes, that makes sense. At least in like the yeah, songwriting I structure. I mean, Matt, I know you play, you know, you play bass. Yes. You know what I'm saying? You know, you have these like power chord. It's like, okay, A, C, G and E and F every now and then. And maybe like an F sharp minor. 
you know, and it, it just, it's very easy. Mind Your Matters is, is the perfect example. Of right. That, yeah. You know, it's, uh, and when they put that out, I remember there was like a little snippet the, they put out the chorus. I think it might've been on the website or through an email, whatever, just a small, what, 15 second clip of the chorus. Maybe yeah, not even. I remember that. And, uh, I remember Steve and I were like, yo, holy shit. This is going back to like punk and yes. heavy punk influences but it's so there's so many different influences on it that's the that's the thing i think that was a good idea for them to do because um after hearing that little mind your manners like teaser they put out i was uh, i was a little disappointed with lightning bolt as a whole after hearing that is what they put out you know that little clip not that i don't like the album because i do but um that, but you thought it was going to be all punk not punk just i thought it was or raunchy or it's know. a mix and i can't complain about that either really so yeah yeah okay before we get into the next song i just want to say that uh while talking to brian again who i went to the show with uh you know i just kind of like oh what do you want to hear tonight and i feel i can't remember if footsteps was a part of this or i remember there were three songs that we definitely said do you think they'll play this do you think they'll play this and we're like, do you think they'll play this and they played all three and this is the first of the th- the three and you hear in the beginning you kind of hear stone kind of do the dun, dun, dun. and when they did that little part i got like my giddy my giddy uh blood was flowing there i got Your giddy re- blood my giddy blood <laughs> um and i got re you need that chad smith go juice <laughs> i got really excited because I had a feeling what was coming, but I needed it to all come full circle, and it sure did. So here, listen to a little bit of my giddy juice. Don't you think you are the rest? Don't you think you ought to lay your sign down? Don't you think you want to sleep? Don't you think you ought to lay your head down tonight? Don't you think you've done enough? Don't you think you've got enough? Well, maybe You don't think it's time to stop 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 It's time enough for you to lay your head down Tonight Let it I don't think I ever thought I would hear this song. Correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't this right around the same part where they say they move the little kid Hunter up to the uh, other part of yeah. the, the venue? And then he goes, oh, oh, my, oh my, daughter. da- my daughter's here. She's not. Well, he goes, all right, we got Hunter. He's here at his first show. All right, well, he was getting a little, you know, banged around down there. So we moved he's him up 12, here. Yeah. He's 12. Oh, my daughter's here. 
She's nine. He does, and, he and, then, and, then every, and he doesn't say anything, but he kind of looks at the kid out of the corner of his eye, and, and the will, crowd find the, the crowd sees him, and then like you know they know what he's getting at, yeah. and then he just kind of like points at him. And he's like, "I'll find you." <laughs> <laughs> it's a great moment. It's another really funny part of the show. Yeah, so that was good. That was around here. Yeah, I, I, it was hard for me to take notes because I was listening to this in the car. But, but uh, yeah, to, to your was... point, the most stone song. All those yesterdays oh, is just yeah. the most quirky, weird, but like cool, awkward, dorky sounding song. Yeah. Like every time I hear this song, I'm immediately thinking of what he was wearing on tour in like 1998 and 2000, where he was wearing like orange <laughs> turtlenecks and cowboy hats and pink <laughs> and pink pants. And like, I, you know, he does that little shuffle where he kind of like sways back and forth and taps his feet, which I mean, listen, I, I'm not making fun of Stone. I'm sorry. I mean, I love Stone. I love Stone. He's just so dorky. No, 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 but it's true. He's got, that's what sets him apart is that he's like quirky member of the band. You know what? He does that little, when he strums his guitar, he does that little, uh, you know, like a pit, like a pigeon. He does like the pigeon walk. Kind of bobs his head head and shuffles his feet. Yeah. Yeah. That's what makes Stone Stone. That's what makes him the greatest member of the band. That's right. I said it. He's the greatest. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Exactly. And I, I could be wrong. I want to say, I'm actually pretty sure I'm right. Footsteps, Yellow Moon, All Those Yesterdays, and then the next song, which we'll get to in a second, these first four, 21, 2, 3, and 4, um, out of 34 in the set, they're sitting here. This is the sitting portion. Yeah. Now, that's they're a, yeah, all in chairs. Yep. They're, you know, t- you know, resting for a second, doing their little soft acoustic ballady part. Which- we talked about it. I love when they do this. Sure, you know, sure. It's just a cool down. Yeah, and- I mentioned last week that I like it better when they're all out there rather than just like the Eddie-centric. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And this is yeah. like they did at the Garden in 16. Right. You yeah. know, when he's out there singing uh, um, yeah, Hide Your Love Away by himself, so, yep. which is still cool. You know, it's a campfire at the Garden. Yeah. Um, but now, Matt, I think I heard you say at one time that you take a lot of stock in the encores, right? Like it could make or break your opinion yeah. on a show. Yeah. In the encores, we've even covered on this show on the on the podcast like some encores that I felt um, fell flat a little bit. Last week's wasn't particularly special. It was right. just well, these two there. encores they're, are anything two, but pre- anything but predictable. I think they're my favorites. Anything but generic, but boring. They are exciting. They are unique. They are. They are up tempo, down tempo, all over the place in the hey, best ways. Hey, wrestling and fans. They don't set the bar. They are the bar. Oh, this is not a wrestling show. Yeah, you have no idea what I'm talking <laughs> nope, about. Not a wrestling guy. Um, but so yeah, no. But you're right. It's like there are things that are totally typical that are sprinkled in with yes, cool little surprises exactly. here. So let's talk about them because they're awesome. So uh, I just one one thing on yesterday is before we continue, just the song itself. It feels it's great. Such a great. Song. It's an amazing song, I love it. and I, love you know, it. I always thought because it's like the end of the album that it kind of felt like a lullaby in a way almost like around the bend on no code uh, kind of not, yeah. not quite as soft right but except right. it spirals into madness it does like it does. almost like it's a lullaby for an insomniac <laughs> you're starting to go to sleep well it's really like and... a stone lullaby for mike that's that, that's what it is he wrote it for Mike. Oh, he did? Yes. Oh, I did not know Don't that. you think you ought to rest? Don't uh, you think you ought to lay your head down? Don't you okay. think you've done enough? Yeah. Get it? Because uh, he was in well, a bad maybe. place at one point. I, yeah. I'm pretty, I, I mean, that's what I've read. I'm pretty, I'm or, positive. Or as Eddie says in this version, don't you think you ought to put your sign lay down? Lay your sign down. <laughs> right. Because the guy in the front. Yes, that's right. So, um, 
But again, amazing. And they love go the riff from all those yesterdays in from yesterdays to, to future, future days, which is cool. Uh, like we were saying before, it's like there we did last week, let the records play and spin the black circle. There's been the nothing man, leather man, better man trio. There's been, yep. um, I don't know if they've ever done this, but like they could do oceans, big wave amongst the waves. Sure. Um, <laughs> you could, you could find a there? lot more for the ocean water theme. What about with Eddie? I just got really turned on Randy. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even like oceans. Um, I don't, I, I take it. I would take it. What about go? Why go? Um, oh, there's gotta be something else we could throw in there. Gone. Gone. Come back. Rear view mirror. Come back. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, I there's got one other in there, too. So you're looking for at least pairs. You're looking for, like, there, pairs. I, I, if I've not heard, three. I've heard somebody say this one before. It's, like, five, where it's, like, go, why go, then somewhere there's uh, gone and come back as the last one. What, there's one in, but either before go or why go, leaving here? That would work. Maybe? Yeah, that would make sense. Uh, something like that, yeah. Sure. Um, but, like, that would be that section right. um, that's funny yeah that's good so or last exit who knows and i mean future days a song uh another Put one of these sleep. you know soft love lovey dovey songs like a wedding it. song i could certainly imagine i know the there's a lot of people song. i did a, a wedding for a friend of mine and it was his first dance i mean i know a lot of people especially like as at this point especially for me I, you know being so into the heavier stuff like wanting to hear all these raw aggressive songs this is like the last song, if you're in that mindset that you oh, want to hear. I mean, it is the polar opposite of that. Thing. But it's still so, it really is, when you listen to it and try to, like, take all of your other opinions out of it, it really is a very, very pretty song. Here, here's is. the thing with this song and this set. When I go back and I think of this set, I think of some songs that we haven't mentioned before. I think of Yesterday's, I think of Footsteps, and I think of Immortality. Another song uh, we saw at Wrigley first time. Maybe exactly, there. yeah. Um, I don't remember future days being in the set before studying the set again, which I think is a good thing because if I do remember future days in another set and I'm like, Oh, well that kind of, that must mean that that set was not that great. Yeah. Right. At least future days in Wrigley had Brendan O'Brien. Sure. And it was the debut. So automatically you're going to remember it because the first time I hated it the first time I knew it was, but you remember it's another, it's another just breathe and another, that's what I said at the time. I, uh, I take future days over sirens any day, any set. I think I would disagree. Yeah. Sirens is just, uh, that's just, there's nothing, nothing to it for me. Um, I'll take future days every time. Okay. Yeah. Well, so we go to, yeah, to round out this little yeah, trio. So, so that was Footsteps, Yellow Moon, Yesterday's Future Days. And now we're starting to get uh, hard here. And no pun intended. No, nothing, nothing, nothing to see here. Randy's um, getting hard, guys. <laughs> Ooh, this is the hard part of the set. Oh, it turns me on. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, he says, Yesterday's Future Days, it's evolution, baby. And evolution that i said it last week with memphis that evolution being that kickoff past the first part of the encore into the hard stuff i really love that here more than in other places evolution has been played like third third song in before it's been played close to the end of uh, the first set i love that here that might be my favorite place to hear we just we just keep proving our point that do the evolution thrown in anywhere is is great everywhere Mm -hmm. 
it works here. It works everywhere. Again, I'm, I mean, I feel like we're beating a dead horse with that, but it, it keeps being proven to be, to be right. You know, I actually think this is like, if not the best, damn close to it the best place you could i think this is its rightful spot Uh, because yes because because you know you're 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 getting through okay we're through the slow yeah albeit great part of that first encore Mm -hmm. now and this is like they're standing up and kicking those damn chairs over and it's like we're getting back into overdrive now and it's fast and quick and and that's what you need for this does the scream the howl in the beginning too which he does not always do anymore listen i know he's getting older it's harder for him to do this kind of stuff Every single time, it's a strain on his voice. He does it. He kills it. The whole song is awesome. They now, they, they started to do the whole crowd doing the callback with the okay. Oh, so what do you like point. better? Do you like do you like this? I or do prefer you like... it the old way. I okay. do prefer where they where he sings all the lyrics and the crowd doesn't do it. Okay, I think the crowd will do it anyway if you just sing the lyrics. I think what happens is he gets so into wanting the, the crowd to get yeah, involved it's, it's a little and feeding off hard. of it. It, yeah. it. In this instance, it tries a little hard, but I mean, that's such a nitpicky complaint. It, it, I mean, it, it really, really is. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I, I like it both. I ways, liked but. listening back on it and uh, hearing the, the crowd doing the O's and he goes right back into that, that chorus part and right. skips the bridge part. And I was like, you know what? Yeah. He, like, he ah. doesn't even say the admire me, admire my no, home. No, part. not at all. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Not, not every time, but coming out of, future days like we said kicking the chairs over getting ready to get back into it and the crowd is really responding at that time i think he did that every show they played do the evolution in the 2013 setting that i saw him in because yeah the one that we saw in fenway i think he went back to the admire me admire my home and all the shows afterwards i think uh even the memphis one that we heard last week i think he he went back to that so um yeah i mean cool for this time period and if you didn't go to a show during this time period you might you might not hear it so at least it, it, it's something unique uh, and another just quick one more side note about evolution and you know you're talking about uh it exists the way they do it now <laughs> yes. science um <laughs> this is not a political show like the version you know where they played it at fenway a few months ago and i'm sorry i know i keep going back to this but it's where we met whatever um and it's Aww. more to the point i was making <laughs> More, more to the point yeah, I, I was making, you know, in that he struggles to sing some of these songs now, um, that, they have to that was material. down too. Yeah. Right. And it didn't sound great. To yeah. Me. It sounded strange. This was st- every that. song in this set is in its right, correct tuning. It is. Yeah. Every single one. They and it sounds sirens phenomenal. The other way too. In two, see weird 2016 at Fenway. I think the second night they played Sirens, yeah. and it is definitely down. That's what it is. But okay. then when they played it more recently, in the last few months, it was back to the standard tuning. So, so maybe it's, it's just kind of just how, how his feeling. voice yeah. is. Okay. Yeah, yeah that, that makes sense. So, All right, so, so do the yeah. evolution, we go into go. Which and this version is amazing. So you have... I, so I got, I got Wash, Last Exit, Rats, Immortality, Footsteps was to start off this encore... And now we got go. So how many do you have left? So at this point I had, that's one, two, three, four, five, six out of 10. So there's four left. So you're on a roll here. Yes. Yeah. So I know you're getting porch, so that's probably not on your list. Absolutely not. And I, I mean, you want me to just give you my opinion on porch now? I guess. Yeah. The way they play it now, it is my least favorite song by Pearl Jam. Okay. That is my 
It might be a hot I, take. I don't know. It could be. I know a uh, lot of people. Listen, I know a lot of people. Is this a condition critical moment? Condition critical. The way that they play it, and they, they really, I, I guess, have been playing it since now, what, 1998? At least 2000? Maybe even 96? Uh, where it's Eddie playing that opening riff. Yeah. And then, you know, they saw the... You know, the bass drum just kind of kicking in as he plays the riff. What the fuck is this? Well, and it just kind of, you know, all right. And then it, and then it kicks it. Oh, don't like it. I love the original version so much more. Those old, more raw 91, 92, 93, 4, 5. They even should versions. go back to that, though. That's Mix the it thing. up. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I got it. I'm not going to lie. It's pretty tiresome at this point. I'm over it. I don't like to hear it. I, I get that okay. the crowd, especially on the rail, they love it because they know Eddie's going to come down. And this was the tour where they had all the lanterns flying oh, all over the place. Oh, and he was, he was and he's swinging like one. a maniac. And, you know, they that's cool. a photo cool. of that. Yeah. That's cool. Musical standpoint, I could be totally fine never hearing Daughter or Porch ever again in my life live. I, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. I want to hear Daughter because I want to hear It's Okay. So, I, you know, all right, at least with Daughter you get the tags. Okay. A condition critical moment. If Even flow, you're gonna get the mic solo. Porch doesn't just does not do it for me at all. Okay, I you know look. I'm kind of over porch too. I agree with what you say with it. And listen, I don't, I don't want to hear daughter for the tags. I don't who I don't care about tags and but daughter. Tags I are would, fun. That's that's, a, that's it's not. I could take it or leave it. I'm just saying that if I'm hearing daughter and I'm standing there and I'm gonna listen to it, that's what I'm waiting for. Like, oh, what are they gonna tag? You know, right. That, are they going to well, do it's okay? Yeah. You know, are they going to do WMA? Right. You know, or something completely that's, different. Yeah, that's honestly, that's not enough of a seller for me. Sure, but to, I get that. You know, I totally get that. Yeah. It's such a, Daughter's such a quick song anyway that it really doesn't matter. Well, they, well with the tags, they extended it. It becomes exactly. seven, eight minutes long. Of course. Yeah. And Porch, it's just like, they just it takes so long. long. Porch does take And I know really they're long. jamming. It's jumping into the I crowd know they're and, jamming yes. and they're rocking out and they're enjoying it. That's and also a 10 song. And it's I, one, I know. It's the 10 song that, like, the guy and girl that have only listened to 10 in verses are saying, like, will know. Yes, yeah. they're going to know it because right. they remember, but it's not a hit. But no, yet, I wouldn't say from, it's a hit. No, no, no. no. It's, it's not a, it was never a single or anything like that, but it's one of those, it's always a throwback. I would much rather switch Better Man with Porch is what I would do. I would kind of want to get this Porch moment kind of out of the way in the main set and then save this really incredible Better Man sure. for mm-hmm. the encore. Sure. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's what I would do. But just one more point on Go. It's in my top five favorite live songs. I was going to yeah, say, you, it really is. you have a, a hard time finding a song that is more raw and aggressive, in-your-face, energizing than Go. I, I mean, Go and Animal to open up verses, and like I've said for ten times now, being so into verses at that point, and it's like the 20th anniversary yeah. of the album coming out, right. you know? And it's like, you can hear, it's again, technically, the song is in drop D, so it's a little lower than the standard tuning, the E string is down-tuned, so you can actually hear, after Evolution is done, you can hear, it's either Mike or Stone, like the guitar kind of like, it's like a like it, it's yeah. like clink, and it's lower than a standard guitar. And you can tell. Right. And I remember turning, I was at the show with my friend Kevin, uh, Kevin Hughes, shout out Kevin. Uh, I turned to him and I said, this is going to be go. I was like, I, I, I'm calling it. I can tell this is going to be go right now. Mark my words. Like 15 seconds later, they start playing go. Go is always you know? one of those songs. When they play the opening riff of it, it always gets you 
it's so excited. Up. Yeah, yep. it, it, you just want to scream every word with him as he's singing. Yep, agreed. Yeah, so definitely that gets your blood pumping. I love and that song. So we talked about Porch Two. So that's the end of the first encore. Let's get to encore two. Really, we got to digest this because this is really this is where it gets nuts. This is amazing. Uh, song twenty eight is whipping, and they on my list. Get into that. That's on your list. So you're. There's only one more after one, this that I got. So that's right seven out of ten, and it's one, two, right in a row. And what what'd you say? What was Ed's uh, Bad Bad Boys? Uh, this one's called uh, Bad Boys Get Spanked. Bad Boys Get Spanked. That's right. <laughs> it's so stupid. It's <laughs> I love it, though. I love it. It's hilarious. I love it. That's what he says. This is great. Just, encore 2, Ed has just had too much to drink and yep. is enjoying life. He's he's feeling it at this I, point. Sure. I wouldn't have expected whipping to be played at this point of the set though, which is that's it's a surprise and it's like at the same time it's it's still it's still juicing and it's still uh taking the momentum that's from that first encore and and it's bringing it into this cuz this is yeah. this gets hard. This it, is it, the next three songs are hard. It it actually surprised me when I was listening to the boot. I was right. like whipping. Oh. It comes cool. as a surprise. Cool. You're right. This Absolutely. was these next two songs, whipping and the one we'll say in a moment. I'm not going to say it yet. For, <sighs> first two times I had seen these two songs, both on my list, and hearing these two songs back to back, arguably my favorite moments. Moment, I guess, like one long extended moment. It, for all 13 shows I've ever been to. The, the next one is one of my favorite moments because um, it, it just came so unexpectedly. I, I never had thought of like when I would hear it. So I guess we're on this now. Let's uh, let's not even say it. We should just play it. Just let's, play it. Yeah. Another one like Go that when they play the opening riff, it's just like you, your your eyes and your mouth wide open, like oh my god! I, so that's doing it. So that's eight out of the ten that I would get in the show, and my I felt like I had been spun around and rolled over. That's how I felt. Was it a circus? Listen, it was like in my mind was like a circus. I mean, I and you can ask him. Turn to my buddy. Like my knees, and I'm not. I'm not trying to exaggerate or like be melodramatic here. Like my knees basically buckled. Like when they started playing this song, Chris buckled. I was so. Yeah, I, was, I was about to say, is that your nickname? I was truly so happy and excited. For I mean, I thought I was gonna be. I was so happy when I heard "Go." Then they started playing "Blood," and I lost my mind. Yeah, screamed every single word. Eddie sounded for this is in my opinion. I've tried to sing it. It is one of the hardest songs, if not, it's, it is the it's hardest all, song for them it, to sing. It's it's like it is they're... the hardest Pearl Jam song to sing. WMA is probably up there. Coincident, I really not much of a coincidence. They're both on verses. Yeah. Um, well, that's it what is was added. so brutally straining on your voice 
to sing it like he used to sing it, where which is why he can't and won't do it anymore because he he will blow well, his did, voice he out. He did it in Fenway. That's he will what made blow it really special. He will blow his voice out. He tends to go to a more falsetto mm. a lot um, in the truly truly like gritty like blood curdling screams that you'll hear on the um, old bootlegs or on the album version. But in this particular rendition, he starts out in that soft kind of space and then. Towards the end, out of the, uh, you know, painted, um, painted big, uh, turn that into one of my fucking enemies. That part right there, where it comes out of that little wah part that Mike plays. I think it's Mike, yeah, because Stone will be in a different tuning. So that part right there, he goes to that, like, guttural kind of screeching yell. Right. Like, and it's just like the old version. Mm-hmm. And it's so perfect. And I... If you really want to hear, if you like blood, the song blood, not like you're not a vampire. If you like <laughs> blood and you Halloween want to hear coming. a great version from a more, you know, recent show, because it, they're few and far this between really was with it. this song, go listen to that version, yeah. especially that part. Oh, I, I can't say enough about it. It really is that good. It's incredible. This was the other, uh, number two on my list of talking to Brian, where he was like, do you think they'll play this? And all three of these songs, I'm like, I don't know, man. I've never heard them, so yeah. anything can happen. And uh, oh boy, it did. Yep. Because the next song too, he kind of kind of tips his hat a little bit beforehand. He gives it away. He gives it away. Kind of a while before. He just says the name he of the song. Just yells out the name of the song. He just says the name Leave of the song. Here. Leave it here. Leave it here. Isn't it like five minutes before they play it? Like, doesn't he talk? I was like. <laughs> No, I don't, does talk a little it bit. It feels that. like a well, long time. This one, he says something that's if, if you want to call it talking, he essentially mumbles. He goes, "We had a really good night here last night. We had a really good night. We could, we can leave here. Get it? Get it? Yeah, yeah. Being happy, you know, whatever. <clears throat> Excuse me. But I think what happens is, and I don't know if if they're Insta- I think they're Instagram would go back this far, and I'm sure they were posting the set list at this point. I don't think this song was in the set. What happens is he Le- sees, here wasn't. I, I know he wasn't. sees the woman's shirt in the on the rail and it says every mother counts. Yeah. And he, I think, gets the idea on the fly to then be like, leaving here. You know, like he he must be like, Oh, we gotta play it. It sounded like he was yelling it to the band. Yes, yes. And it got picked up through the microphone. Like, Th- like no, hey, that that's what I'm saying. This isn't on that's the what set, I'm saying. So I'm calling it. Right. That's I'm trying to give some like context and explain kind of what happened I here. I'm going to try and find it uh for sure cuz I have a place I really should have uh he, there's a he, Tumblr account that has photos of uh original set list. So I'm going to try to find it right now. But I am with you. I don't think that leaving here was originally he, there. So he must see the woman's shirt, be excited, and then he's like, you know, blurts it out, we got to do it. And he mumbles a little bit. They come up to start the song. And at this point, I think he's had, you know, what does he say earlier? You got the time, I got the wine. Yeah, he's yeah. had a little too much time he's, and a little a too Saturday, much wine. It's a Saturday night. And he forgets how to play the song. Stoner Mike is trying to get show him how to play it. It takes him like a good like 30 seconds. Let's, he's playing like the same chord hear, five times. And then eventually they start. Let's hear that part. <laughs>
checking the set list, leaving here wasn't on the set list. You're right. It wasn't. But we missed sad. They sad, crossed sad. And now sad I'm off. sad. Uh, and they crossed after blood was supposed to be not for you. I mean, so, they were playing a long time at that point. I know. It was getting late. Not, so. for, you, not for you is fine. It probably wouldn't have worked as well there. I as agree. As here did. Sad, sad into whipping into blood. If you would have put yeah. Sad out of the gate in Encore 2, oh my that would have been awesome. That would have been amazing. Yes. Before whipping. That, that Right where I said. No, no. That was, that was an opinion and a could have been fact. So, so, but let's, anyway, uh, let's roll through these last four because they're they're. I mean, it's pretty. It's it's the pretty standard uh, form here. It's black, alive, rocking, and lead better. And if I'm gonna be honest, I at this point, so they played what one, two, three, four, five, six, seven in the first encore. It, it, second encores are so weird. It kind of depends four, on the time. Seven, you could get yeah. three. You could get eight. Yeah, you know, it exactly. really depends on the venue, how they're feeling, how much time they have left. Mm-hmm. So we got what seven here? We got seven more. So we had fourteen That's songs really in the encore, good. which is awesome. Yeah. And it actually could have been two extra ones, maybe well, one, one because one maybe here. two. Yeah. yeah. So in that second uh, encore, if you would have gone right from leaving here to rocking and led better. And that would have been the end of it, or like leaving here Still to alive and let better. Yeah, you, you it would have felt like a normal show. You you, you know? didn't need black. You got you black, got a really good black. Yes, and he did a great uh, "We Belong Together" tag. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. And then you got alive again. You know, so you, you he they did not skimp out at all. No. I mean, they gave you everything. It's kind of of a bummer looking back now and seeing that Sad was on there I and know. not for you, but but whatever. Don't be too upset about it though, because there's. This, it's a fourteen-song encore, so exactly. Uh, no, exactly. yeah, right. So you, you still got when you got yesterdays and blood. You know, it's, right. Black, it's right. black, alive, free world, led better with the Star Spangled Banner tag, which I love. Yeah, I perso- was... personally love uh, Mike McCree is my favorite guitarist. Love when he does it. I think it's a great touch. It's such a go home. Definitely always to seems to do it in New York too. I mean, he does it a lot of places, but he yeah. really always seems to play it here. Um, it's, it's like I said, they gave you that extra little oomph at the end where you didn't, you weren't guaranteed that. Right. And they gave you black with a great tag. They gave you a rock and alive. Um, you know, free world is what it is at, at this point. This is fun. Just, just I, I'll be bounce honest, around. And I've take... left shows during free world, like to try to get a jump on everybody. Yeah, 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 Not going to yeah, yeah. lie. I've done it before. Um, I've heard it enough to net where now. I did it at the Fenway first night. Exactly. So, um, in this case, though, I, I remember this night. I did not leave. I stayed in my yeah, seat till that, you never that know damn what's going to happen. Right. So, um, great little run to end things here. Uh, but all around, just an incredible set, an incredible encore too. Totally unpredictable, as I said. And this, these two encores, when you look at them for what they are really make this set list what it is yeah i, I think Agreed. it really the first main set is great in and of itself but then you take these two separate encores into account and it just hammers everything home and it's just i'm out i'm out of adjectives to describe it i don't really know that's what okay else to say, man the you you said you said so much that so it's good. just so so good go listen to it seriously uh, why don't I, I just have a real quick question for you you might have said it i might have i might have missed it when you guys were were talking before um 
Would you take sad over whipping, or would you rather have whipping? And I want both. Sad? At that time, you can't pick both. You can't pick both. At that time, I sad. Could, Matt, I could tell you without a doubt. At that point in my Pearl Jam fandom, I 110 percent would have taken whipping. Really? Not you know what? Close. Okay. Yes. If it's at that now, point, now sad. I think I'm 100 percent sad way. now. I think Definitely. I'm the same way because I'm saying sad right now because I've never heard it before. At that point, and I bet I you would have said whipping. I probably yep. even though i had heard whipping at that point i think that was that was the one i would have wanted but definitely but, would plug set in there now for sure yeah gotcha cool yeah so just happy we got blood and you know seeing blood and go yeah those were those were the high points okay yep. ratings <laughs> we'll leave it to 10 10 <laughs> 10 stick men all the way best pearl jam is, show i've ever seen is there a perfect show that's the question in in chris buckley's mind the Brooklyn 2 2013 uh, is his perfect Pearl Jam show. I'm giving this a 9.8. Okay. Because I, yeah, like, you're not going to get much higher. No. Uh, no. Ten, 10 would be if Pearl Jam brought me on stage to say. <laughs> like, that's, that's 10. 9.9 um, 9 would be like if they took my request. Right. Uh, but 9.8 is like, is... They just did everything absolutely perfect. And uh, no, you know, one of my favorites of all time. I, I go back and forth between three, um, but this one is always in the conversation. So Matt being the outsider that didn't go to this show, what is, uh, what's your rating on it? Uh, I don't give tens. <laughs> well, neither does Randy, apparently. But uh, I will give this a nine. Okay. Which is essentially your 10. Listening back on it. Um, yeah, well, no, you know what? I feel like there's going to be one There's going to be one show that will get a 10. I'm, I'm sure of it. I have faith in that. Um, it just needs... Yeah, just, we need listen, to find it. Listening what is back, the perfect show? What's up? Yeah, what is the perfect show, exactly. So, listening back on it, <clears throat> uh, nothing wrong with it. Uh, the set is... As we said, we broke this down into sections... Each section is perfect. You put each section with the other sections, and that's perfect. So, uh, yes. Yeah. I just remember being so happy after the show. Yeah. And so, And I had one more show to go after this in, in Hartford, which was home. And I had gone to Buffalo the week before that, which was kind of an off-the-cuff decision. I think it was, mm. like, literally the Wednesday before going to Buffalo, and we'll cover that sometime. Uh, I said, you know what? I have off on Saturday. This is a Saturday show. I'll drive six hours to go to Buffalo. I don't care. I'm going. It's the second show of the tour. They started in Pittsburgh. Right. And yep. I didn't look at the Pittsburgh set ahead of time. So I had no idea what to expect. Sure. And, oh my God, the Buffalo show. They were just, they were so on. They were so tight. And I, you know, at this point I would have been okay if I didn't have another show that I was going to, but the next week I had one more and it just, it fulfilled what was such a great year of shows for me, you know, yep. adding Wrigley to that equation as well. I think I saw Queens of the Stone Age at Barclays Center a few months later, actually. Mm -hmm. That December. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've never and, seen them not open up for somebody. Barclays actually um, <laughs> built, obviously, for basketball, for the Nets. Not for hockey. Not for hockey, and I'm an Islanders fan. Uh, but sound quality-wise, now that I've seen, I guess it's three shows altogether there, uh, pretty good, 
actually. Not that bad. I, I didn't actually like, enjoyed it. I think it actually, there's a pretty good sound quality in there. I didn't like being behind the stage. I thought that it you wasn't were, like, as bad. Over the that. seats are very, very, uh, not, I, I don't it know, narrow like is the word, but they're yeah. very, very steep. Yes. They're very, the rows are very steep. Yeah. So you feel like you're going to fall. You know, if you like take a step forward on the seat, like you're going to fall, which is how I felt when blood came on. Mm -hmm. So. But then walking out of there, like, the air hitting you in the face was, like, the best feeling. It was, like, the perfect end to that whole I day. remember I got a piece of pizza after yeah. that. I'm just like, this is, it's, <laughs> it is. So, uh, so Chris, you like the sound in Barclay. I I did. And I really liked it in the garden, too, in 2016. Because, uh, well, the garden, yeah, the garden's the garden's the garden, of course. It's, that's always pretty good. But um, I still have not gone to a show at, at Barclay. There's, I just either have been working or no one there sure. was really piqued my interest but um i've heard 50 50 people will say it's good and then a lot of people say it's it's the, the worst sound they've ever yeah, heard I, out of I, I guess so i need to hear it for myself i need to go i need to i go think myself. maybe a, it has to do with where you're sitting you know where your seats are in relation to where the speakers are but i, I feel like that's the same for any place yeah you know I, I feel like i feel like for professional venues like that though that it shouldn't, shouldn't be, a be a problem, problem and it's all. such a new venue it yeah. really really is i mean it's only been around since what oh nine ten they built it Something like, like that, 10 yeah. or 11 that's why i i ask people like why did it it you know these people that say they didn't like the sound i'm surprised by that it's so yeah. new but i uh i definitely enjoyed it uh this show if you if you didn't catch that no yeah. <laughs> I, I can we do it. the show can we do it over again <laughs> um all right time for a public service announcement Live on Four Legs is happy to present a weekly podcast dedicated to the Pearl Jam Live experience. While we try to get ourselves to as many shows as possible, we have only attended a small fraction compared to the entire live history. That's why we need your help. We want to get to know who you are. If there's a live show that you've attended that you'd like to see us cover in our program, please send us an email at liveonfourlegs, that's the number four, liveonfourlegspodcast at gmail.com. We want to know your entire live experience. Did you once miss a flight? Get lucky in the 10 Club Lottery? Catch a white whale? Your stories will help us mold this into the best podcast it could possibly be. You're already getting to know who we are. Now it's time for us to know... Who you are? So, like, uh, like the public service announcement just said, um, please email us if you have feedback from any shows. We want to hear it. Uh, we want to hear what shows you're you want you want to hear and you've been to, um, because we have the next couple weeks are are, are filled, but um, we're still working. We're still working on figuring out. Uh, what else to to fill the time with? So we need your help. We need season two ideas here, Randy. Uh, yeah, we're. I mean, I don't look. I don't think we're gonna stop. I think we'll do like a, maybe a one week Christmas break sure. hiatus. Yeah. But... No, no, no. We we don't have to stop. We'll just call it season two. It'll make it seem more official. Yeah. You know? I can't wait for all of the holiday themed ones. Ooh. Oh, I don't know what we can do for Christmas, but. Um... You do do uh, like a well. I know you guys want to do sets. That's the thing. You want to do yeah. actual shows. Yeah. But I still think doing the Christmas singles discussion would be. That's cool. that's not our. That's not. Yeah. It's not a live thing. But. Well, well, yeah. Like we, we, you know, that if if that's a single podcast theory thing, that's for them to talk about. Uh, you know, I think we're. How we're about sticking favorite live. live performances of Christmas singles? Interesting. How, how about this? Our all-time sets. 
Okay. Yeah. Uh, constructing or trying to construct or, the set. Uh, yeah, like your your like Christmas list. Like is yeah, your wish our, list our like wish your list. set list Christmas that, list. That could that could be something. There you go. Yeah, How's that could that? be something. Sure. I think I'm into that. Nice. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that's it we got for, for tonight. Do you want to know what we're doing next week or what? Sure. Hit me with it. Ooh, the ghost of the spectrum. Oh. All, all of the <laughs> the former Philadelphia Flyers and and Philadelphia 76ers stars from the past. All, all the 43 ghosts. songs. Lots and lots. And oh, see that list. Yes, we are covering the final show of the Spectrum, the Halloween Spectacular. And that's going to be with Steve. He's going to be back on, and I we're going to be wait. talking about that, and especially for this show. I think also, Randy, we, we already have a bunch of interest for stories and write-ins and emails. I know some people that will be sending some stories, so that's going to be. I think that's going to be a big one. I think it's going to be a big show. Yeah, not just do I want to know your experience from being at that show, but I want to know people from Philly. Uh, and usually I don't. I usually hate Philadelphia sports, <laughs> but uh, as, you know that are just basically people will call and go, "Go Eagles, go Phillies!" And yeah, no, I, I don't want to hear that. But um, I want to hear like if you grew up going to games at the Spectrum, if you right. grew up, you know, and you went to that show, like what kind of emotions did you? There's got to be some hometown people out there that I, have some good stories. I would think on so. That so that's what we're looking for out of that. That's so going to take next you a week. Good two thirty, two forty-five to go through that. <laughs> Easy, especially since Easy. it's with Steve. I think so. Well, we'll do that next week, and uh, we thank Chris Buckley for being here, and hopefully we have you on again. Oh, I can't wait. Whenever Let's we do, can it. do it, anytime you want me back, I'm totally down. We'll like, this was awesome. Know. Thank you guys again. You Hi, got G. it. Thanks for listening. Hope you listen. <laughs> Love you. Uh, that's the end of our show. It might be the end, but not for much longer. I'll miss you always. I'll miss you all day. These crooked hearts swirl all around. I'll miss you always. Until next time, we are live on Four of Legs. That were six legs. We didn't even say that. We were six legs. <laughs> yeah, this is our second six legs yeah. episode. And the next two, the next couple of weeks, we'll have six legs too. So, all right, we'll be uh, a bit of a uh, and oh my god, what's the word? What's the word? Like um, a, d- a disformity for <laughs> that's not even a word. I don't think it is. Uh, roll, roll credits. A, a deformity? deformity? Roll credits, please. <laughs> roll credits. Peace, man. Okay. Bye. Bye. He actually really messes up bad, though. The, the, lo- the laugh of a woman is a wonderful thing. Yeah. If you listen to it, here, I'll play it for you really quick. The laugh of a wonderful woman is a wonderful Oh yeah. <laughs>